five, four, three, two. Hi, I'm Natalie. Hi, I'm Cersei, and we're I Rewatch iCarly. An iCarly Rewatch podcast. Every week, we dissect the mechanics and themes of each episode, deep dive into the cast and crew, and give a comedic critique to, to the, the iconic, iconic 2007 Nickelodeon staple. Be sure to stay tuned until the end when we reveal who the pod babe of the week is. Natalie, do you know what would be like really cool for this podcast? What? If we, like, got, like, one of the actors from iCarly to, like, be on it, do you think we could ever do that? Uh, I don't know. That would be honestly iconic if we could. That would be so iconic, but I guess it's just not in the cards. <sighs> Natalie, lead us into this episode. Uh, disappointed side. So disappointed. And definitely not, <sighs> definitely not an actor that would, you know, be starring in this exact episode that we're about to talk about. That would be way too specific. That would be so perfect. That would be, like... That really would. Amazing. And- that would. <sighs> I'm sad. We are rewatching I Want to Date Freddy. On Netflix, it's called I Will Date Freddy. So they fucked that one up. Wait, wait, 911, did you hear that? Yes, this adult woman just said the phrase, I want to date Freddy. <laughs> Who is Freddy? He is a child. A child. A small little a boy. A child. Here I am. Take me to jail. It is episode nine, season one. It was released November 10th, 2007. Directed by Adam Wiseman and written by Steve Holland, both of whom we have discussed plenty of times before, so we won't get into that. This episode is about Lil Miss Thoughty Queen here. Valerie appears in a Lil iCarly segment and she somehow cons her way into becoming Freddy's boo thing and then steals him away from the iCarly web show so he can become her technical producer for her new web show. Carly and Sam have to deal with Jeremy sneezing behind the camera by Carly and live a life without dear old Fredward. Natalie, that was a lovely description of this episode. And I'm not just saying that because I wrote it and let you say it. <laughs> <laughs> so the description of this episode on Netflix is... After Freddy begins filming his new girlfriend's own web show, he finds himself torn between Valerie and his best friends, Carly, Spencer, and Sam. First of all, <laughs> it's in that order. It is Carly, Spencer, and Sam. Yep. Yep. So what would we even call Sam and Freddy friends, let alone best friends? Second of all, Spencer is a literal adult. Spencer is above Sam, too. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not shocked about that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, the girl I am madly in love with and will wait 20 years to be celibate for. Then her brother. And then... It's his future brother-in-law. <laughs> exactly. And then Sam. Yeah, and then Sam. This was out of pocket for Netflix. <laughs> First of all, Freddie doesn't have friends. He has co-workers. Second of all, Spencer isn't even his co-worker. He just goes in that dude's apartment. <laughs> He's like the brother of a co-worker. Freddie has no real relationships in his life. And I think that this um, Netflix description was, it was a little much. It embellished yeah. a bit. Well, that's not true. I mean, Freddie does have his mom, but we already we already said that his mom is not really the healthiest. We, we cannot get into that right now. So, But you know what we can get into? What? Why don't you come on over, <laughs> We have a very special guest here today on the podcast. <laughs> yes. You might know her as Valerie, no last name. We know her as Carly bon- Bondar. I, she just told me how to pronounce it and I already forgot. 
Bondar. 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 <laughs> She's with us in the studio. The studio, just a Zoom room. <laughs> Simply a Zoom room. Carly, do you want to introduce yourself? Say some hot facts about you? Hot facts. Yeah. My name is Carly Bondar. I am sadly 29, but um, people on Instagram know me as 22. No, sexily 29. <laughs> yes. Sexily 29. Let oh, women can't. age. Let women it's age. Okay. We're, I'm 25, and Cersei is the child here. I'm 19. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 19. Stop. No, she's not. I'm actually in high school. I'm a sophomore in high school. Did I say 29? I meant 11. You guys, it's 2007. We're in grammar school. <laughs> right? <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> I am 29. I, uh, I live in Los Angeles. Ow, ow. And I am about to take the patent bar exam and Ooh. will be practicing patent law in um, a couple months. So that's Congratulations. Like, yeah. It's a fun fact. Hot Wow. That is a fun fact. We have another hot and smart girl on the podcast. <laughs> we are disproving Steve Malaro, another hot, smart girl. This podcast is only hot, smart girls. It is only, only. hot, smart girls. Well, I thought that was the criteria. <laughs> We're canceling the rest of our interviews with men. <laughs> no, we'll allow gays. That's it. You have to be gay. No straights. We are heterophobic. <laughs> yes. No straight people. I think that's fair. You can only come on if you're into men. It's reparations. Yes. I think it's fair. Exactly. It's equality it is equality <laughs> <laughs> we've worked hard for this <laughs> carly we are dying to know yes. how did you get cast on iCarly? yes let's <laughs> rewind the year is 2007 i had been acting for a little bit mostly commercials and equity theater i got this audition for a new nickelodeon show it hadn't been airing yet i knew it was miranda cosgrove's new show she was fresh mm. off of drake and josh oh yeah she was actually famous yeah. Yeah, yes. so she had just come okay. from Drake and Josh. Uh, she was kind of the breakout star, and they wanted to create a series for her because she's hilarious. Mm -hmm. They were like, all right, you've got an audition. You have to be here at, you know, whatever time it was for. Um, I think I had a math test that day or <laughs> something. <laughs> oh I always took it very seriously when I had auditions, but I also took school incredibly seriously. Right. I just remember so vividly that audition being like, I'm not going to get this one. I went in in this like horrid teal Abercrombie shirt. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. like those... <laughs> Yeah, like those tight ones where they like button up the top yep. and like if you want to unbutton one like because you're 14 yeah, no. you're like feeling a little flirty like <laughs> I'm getting triggered to like my preteens oh wait bad. I'm pretty sure I have a shirt that looks exactly like that it might not be teal it's like a regular blue but it's like a button down mm -hmm. like Abercrombie being a little flirty with the one button. But what cleavage? Right? Cleavage for teen cleavage. It was... <laughs> it's just chest. <laughs> oh, man. Like, flashbacks. But not even chest. It's like my push-up bra. Like, nothing is in there. <laughs> I remember actually taping down for auditions because I had a really young-looking face. And I would oh be told, God. like, you can play younger. Oh, man. I had my parents a couple times actually take tape and uh I like wow. binding essentially which is kind of crazy oh but, my goodness yeah that and is crazy I didn't do that for this one it was a lazy audition they said let your titties out <laughs> <laughs> let them loose <laughs> hang them out Woo! I thought that would get me cast on a family kids network <laughs> yes. um I had this like horrible wet hair 
that I just slipped back into like a bun. It was so bad. Oh and God. I just remember thinking like, I look bad. So I have to do these lines <laughs> well. I wasn't fully off book. And like, that's something I've always prided myself on. Like I, I memorize mm-hmm. very quickly. For the people who don't know, can you tell them what off book means? It just means you have all of your lines memorized. So you can really, you know, serve face and and Focus. be in it. Yes. Um, especially because a lot of times in auditions, they'll put you on tape. You definitely yeah. don't want your face, you know, buried in a script. iCarly was so new. Um, they had just started filming. Nothing had aired yet and they didn't have the script written for this episode. They had the concept written. They actually gave me sides and sides is, it just means like part of a script, like your audition lines. Um, They gave me sides from a Zoe 101 episode and it Uh was an episode where Daniela Monet, who was later on Victorious, um, played like a horrible girlfriend of, mm-hmm. I want to say his name is Chase on Zoe 101, the main guy. Yep. <laughs> and her character was like very sweet at first, and then she just flipped mm-hmm. into like raging biatch. Yeah. <laughs> Those were my sides. I just thought, like, all right, you know, I got this. I went in and I wasn't off book. I felt like I served sass and, you know, did my best, but I really wasn't confident. Wow. And I didn't hear back for a while. And usually you hear back within a week. I ended up hearing back. A few weeks later, I was so surprised and I thought, oh, okay, I have a callback. And then I got more detail and my manager basically said, so it's down to a couple people. I'm not sure how many, but this was a Sunday and they were like, we're going to send you sides tonight. Your auditions tomorrow morning, Monday morning. Basically everyone's coming in. Like this is your final audition. You're going in. Whoever mm. books it is going straight into table wow. read. Work starts tomorrow. Oh my God. So it was like right away. Yeah. So basically they were like, you know, you have to be prepared to work for, wow. for the week, for the episode if you get it. Mm-hmm. And I had never been in a situation like that. So it was really exciting, but it was horribly nerve wracking. And I've always gotten really nervous for those things. Yeah. And I had blown promising parts before just from doing like a producer call or a screen test. Oh, yeah. Really? There was one series called Heartland. I mean, I signed a contract for it, but basically I, I blew yeah. it because I was so nervous um, and had never had a, a big role mm. like that. There were so many yeah. producers in the room and I was so little and I was just yeah. in front of them. Right. You're a kid. Yeah. It's so much yeah. pressure in general. And then especially as a like young girl. Yeah. Like, it's intimidating. It is intimidating. I felt so prepared until they put the camera on me at a different angle said we're gonna do a close-up we're gonna do all these takes and I just very clearly froze and that was basically the reasoning they said like uh you were a very good fit for it but we could you're so green and so I just assumed that the same thing was gonna happen with this I just remember I practiced all night like didn't sleep I just did the lines like over and over and over what was so cool is the call was at Nickelodeon Studios on Sunset and I actually think they shut that location down Oh, really? Yeah. It was just so iconic, that, like, theater. And and you go in, and it's all green and velvet. And, I mean, it was just so intimidating but as a little kid like you're like this is crazy this is this is it this is it it was the dream it was so cool there were two really cool Nickelodeon locations and one was for like voiceover auditions and the other was for you know the Dan Schneider kind of series the other one had a soda machine so I preferred that one (laughs) (laughs) the essentials the essentials they robbed you guys of the soda machine (laughs) true I yeah I had my priorities straight as a young actress (laughs) Um, but it was, it was just like really exciting. And I, I just remember like, I, I just was so, I felt so underdog through the whole process. 
I just had, I really had no expectations. I did not think I was going to get it. Um, So it was four of us there and we went in to read. It was in the same room. We did the first audition and I felt like, how is this different, you know? And then they let two of the girls leave. And so it was just down to me and another girl. And actually, the girl's name was Marianne Singer, I think. And I had known her a little bit because we lived at the same um, apartment complex in LA. Oh, drama! (laughs) No, but she, she was... She was so nice. Like, I really liked her. I didn't know her well, yeah. but I knew her, and she was so nice. And wow. I thought, like, this is not the person I would like to be competing <laughs> against because right? I really liked her. You're happy for her if she gets a job, but then if you get the job, you feel bad. Yeah, and it was just kind of such a weird feeling because we, you know, have been so friendly, you know, before. But, of course, both of us are thinking, like, this is awkward because <laughs> I want this part, but I really like you. They came out basically and talked to her privately and then she left. And then I was just sitting there. I was like, like, what does this mean? Because nobody (laughs) talked to me. And I was like, does this mean I got it? Then they came out and basically Mm -hmm. were very casual about it and said, all right, so um, here's your script. And basically went straight into table read and just like walked into the room and everyone was there and it was... uh, That's got to be so intimidating. It it was. It was. Like you're so nervous from your audition and then all of a sudden you have to kind of like switch and be like, okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it was almost, it was almost beneficial because my adrenaline was so high. Yeah. Also, I was so fresh off like the lines. So when we did the table read, I was like, well, I just booked the role with the way I read. So obviously. Like like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. So it gave me confidence, which was really good. Yeah. And I was, you know, obviously very happy about that. And the first three days would be rehearsal, Mm -hmm. starting with like table read day one and then mm-hmm. we do wardrobe throughout. And then Thursday and Friday were filming days. And yeah. I uh, remember I had to call school and be like, hey, I'm not coming in. They were like, You're yeah. like sorry, I'm a star. I'm a big star. I'm a celeb. Um, kiss my hand. Kiss right. my feet. I'm going to be I'm on set. If only. Because uh, right. then I had to go back the next week. And they were like, okay, oh. well, you're back. So. Like, didn't get full cast offer. Awkward. Right. Or at least not yet. Yeah. I was hoped. And how old were you? at this time so I was a freshman in high school so I was just turned 15 wow mm-hmm and how did you get into acting? So I um, loved like performing, acting. I've always had that personality, I guess. In yeah. kindergarten, I would literally bribe kids to trade <laughs> stations with me so I could stay at the puppet station. They could go to the same <laughs> table and I could just keep performing like the movie Anastasia over oh, and over. Love like, I loved it. I loved um, my, yeah. my best friend in kindergarten, Katie Lachlan. She and I would like sing Anastasia and just we thought that we were the main character big time I mean you were you were on iCarly you're living the dream (laughs) eventually I think the kindergarten class was like all right cool it that's what got you on iCarly was that kindergarten tryout with your best friend 100% it gave me the confidence for sure yeah Mm -hmm. you channeled it (laughs) I'd always loved it and we uh that was in Canada we moved to Pittsburgh and I wanted Mm -hmm. to be in performing arts camps things like that my dad got me into this performing arts camp uh even though I wasn't old enough to be in it he kind of like went to bat for me which was really cool and I got Ooh, to yeah so lovely. I got to do it and he's like just give her a shot and it was so sweet that is so sweet and Aww, I started I wish I had a dad oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't mind her please <laughs> don't ruin her moment no this is good let's talk about this keep your trauma to yourself for one minute <laughs> You guys secretly, Carly's been my therapist this whole time. It is true. Fact checked. (laughs) 
I have all of her secrets, yes. but don't worry, I can't tell them. HIPAA, you know. HIPAA. Sorry, folks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I was in my first professional play when I was like 10. Um, it was Annie. I love Annie. A very small part. It was like one of the rando orphans. But Rando orphans. Me. <laughs> But it was like my first, you know, professional show, yeah. and and our Miss Hannigan was Sally Struthers, for, and she was like, oh uh, yeah, my parents knew her from a show called All in the Family. I love your face right now. You're like, I know, <laughs> yeah, because it's from the fifties. <laughs> oh, see, like I was gonna say, if anybody knows it, it's Cersei, because she always knows all the old TV shows. She always, yeah. I didn't cereal. have cable as a kid. I was poor, single mom, so I was watching <laughs> Me TV. She was a divorced mother raising all of her kids. <laughs> yes, but uh, so Sally Struthers played the daughter, and she was in the show. And I got a little bit of a taste of professional setting, and then I ended up auditioning for some company in Pittsburgh who flew in agents and it was all it all kind of happened quickly and my parents were very like "Uh uh-oh by it because they kind of had no plans for me to pursue this they were like you're gonna go to college be normal like we you can act locally and then you can do what you want later but like yeah like they were supportive in like a hobby kind of a way but they didn't expect it to turn into a career for you right because that would affect their lives like they would have to travel and chaperone right yeah funny you should say that it is true (laughs) what's interesting is actually I don't even think that was their mentality I think they just didn't know a lot about it and didn't want me to go down some sort of hole or you know get caught up in anything I think they just wanted to protect me and they're both you know very like hard-working finance people Mm -hmm. and like so they had their own stuff right their own careers and yet they were both like all right well let's figure out how to do this for her you know they're just they've always been that way they're unbelievable people and so they flew in agents to Pittsburgh and I auditioned for them and my parents just kind of thought okay you can do this like it's not going to go anywhere but every uh agent that I had auditioned for um, basically said like come out to LA wow. to meet with us and they were like all right we'll give you a week right and you can right. meet with these agents and if they want to sign you like well we'll sign you it'll be fine yeah we'll let you do it right and I think they, they believed in me right but they also thought it's such a crapshoot and and so many kids want to do this and it's probably not going to materialize but they wanted to just be supportive and so I flew out there and I think it was nine out of ten of the agents wow. I met with offered me a contract wow. they basically said well I think it was just because I was such a loud precocious confident child <laughs> and, and like most agents think like well that's really easy yeah. you know we'll send her out and she'll just do her thing so they let me um do a pilot season which is a pilot episode is the first episode of a tv show so they yep. call it pilot season right and mm-hmm. um and you just do a lot of auditions and so that's how I got into it and then I started auditioning mm-hmm. and yeah so long story long <laughs> and the rest is history well not quite <laughs> Not quite. (laughs) So you don't act anymore. No. So I don't act anymore. And it is not something that I'm closed off to or um, something that I wouldn't consider doing again. She said, agents, if you're here, anyone casting, (laughs) hey. said, hey, this is my audition, guys. I was such a great person as a child. So many agents wanted me and I'm still here. I'm still in my prime. 29 and sexy. This is why I'm here. Hey, it's competition season. I'm sending in pilots and specs and shit like that. I will reserve a place for you if I make it. There you go. You're the best. (laughs) 
This is not our first time collaborating, folks. It will not be the last. It will not be the no, last. No, she's your therapist, so you guys are still collaborating. Oh, yeah. So. We collaborate once a week on Fridays, trust me. No, but yeah, so I did a little bit after that. I, I did maybe oh one commercial Lord. and then like a really small part in a Hallmark movie and basically was focusing on school because I was really focused on getting into like a, a good university. I, that was kind of my dream. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of thought, well, I'll probably study acting or I will study engineering with acting and <laughs> like a minor right yeah and so I actually had auditions lined up for acting conservatories my senior year of high school and then it's gonna get a little heavy and I apologize don't apologize uh but my older brother actually passed away oh I'm sorry oh I'm so sorry yeah and that's actually what um mm-hmm. kind of stopped my acting career right it just kind of shook me a little bit and I yeah. thought like I think maybe it was the uncertainty of it all right of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of brought me back to reality and I thought like, well, life, life is, yeah. you know, not a guarantee. So and, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I needed to feel more control over my career path. And so I thought, well, I can yeah. do that in mm-hmm. a field like engineering. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I ended up just going that route and yeah. I loved right. my college experience. I went to Northwestern mm-hmm. in Chicago and it was phenomenal. Shy baby here. Yep. <laughs> and she's from Chicago. So born and raised. Chicago's great. It's amazing. I love it. I miss it. Mm-hmm. It's freezing and horrible, <laughs> but I love it so much. It's worth it. It's the only city worth it. It somehow is. It's it's really, I loved it there. I mean, Chicago's amazing. Um, I loved Northwestern. I loved, you know, the relationships I made, the friends I made. I I love being a student. Like, I love... I love that. That sounds so lame. No, but I, I love relate school. to that. Oh, uh, listen, how like yeah. I love learning. I'm a scientist, so yeah. I totally get it. Like, okay, you get it. So <laughs> I that's, get it. Yeah. Do you think that the sciences are above the humanities? Is that why you just said that? <laughs> no, I was just saying that. Okay, Uh-oh. this is unbelievable. Uh-oh. Because I'm an English major and a history major. So I, think I was that just my saying that I get, I get it because I'm, I'm a scientist. <laughs> oh my god, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> You're so mean to me. I was just trying to relate. Y'all, Natalie is shaming the humanities. Oh she knows I'm an God. English major, and she just had to make it about science. Whatever. I was just trying to say we're women in STEM here, okay? We are Please women in STEM. Down. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry I'm not in STEM. Thank you. I'm so sorry that means that I'm not smart because no. I'm in the humanities. Yeah. I'm sorry I read. Sorry you're not literate and you can't pick up a book. No, I'm not literate, but you know what I am? A woman, woman in STEM. Woman in STEM. So. <laughs> you can either read or you can do numbers. Pick one. women can do both. You have to pick. Period. But I am. I'm. I feel like I'm laughing. But I'm really sorry about your brother. I know losing someone yeah. really close to you is so hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I appreciate that. But it definitely. Yeah. So it changed my trajectory a lot. And I. Yeah. I don't know if I'd still be in acting if that hadn't happened. Right. But I also am a firm believer. Like everything happens for a reason. Yep. And exactly. I. I'm really like happy yeah. with where I am. And that's now. all that matters. Exactly. Like, exactly. I'm also a very firm believer in it's never too late. You're mm-hmm. never too old. Yep. And yep. I have thought about it, you know, recently about getting back into mm-hmm. it. I definitely want to finish strong on the pad bar and 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 that's <laughs> yes. like I, that's a career that I, I'm really excited about. And I yeah. do want to, you know, obviously pursue that wholeheartedly but mm-hmm. I have thought about maybe dabbling again or voiceover or something just just to have yeah. like a creative outlet yeah. you know and like a lot of like you know actor work it's inconsistent it's here and there totally you're doing what you can totally looking what you can mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. you're in LA or close to it at least California True. yeah so yeah very close to LA I think you should always follow your dreams especially like if it's if it's on your mind clearly it's in your heart so yeah 
But also, Northwestern yeah. is an amazing school, yeah. so we have proof. She is very smart and very hot. <laughs> Take that, misogynist. Take it. Put that in your juice box and suck it. Take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> but so you're going into iCarly as you don't yeah. know what iCarly is. Yeah. It hasn't aired yet, but Miranda Cosgrove right. is a star. Right. I'm, I'm sure that her film, um, School of Rock, came out by this mm-hmm. time. Absolutely, yeah. She was a film star. Yeah. She had a lot of clout. Like, what was it like? It was really cool that she um, she had such a successful show and movie. And I thought, like, wow, she's right. a great actress. She's super funny. This will be awesome. I hope she's nice, you know? And so it was a little nerve-wracking because I thought, like, what if she doesn't like me? Or, yeah. you know, yeah. it's her show. Yeah. If she doesn't like me, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> right. She calls Hollywood Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> She's going to blacklist you, like, personally. Yeah. <laughs> she has a book, like, she's just got, like, her own portal. <laughs> she was like, her real name's Carly. She's coming for the show. Yes. I hate it. <laughs> she said, listen, Dan Schneider, do not do anything. She's coming for my brand. <laughs> yeah. She's out. She's out. She changes her name or she's out. <laughs> so, basically, I, um, yeah, went in for the table read. Uh, obviously, she was so lovely. Just so nice. Um... The sweetest thing ever. She was, I don't even know how to say it, not like encouraging. She wasn't like a mom, but she was just really, and she was excited with me, basically. Yeah. She was, but she was also like a total consummate professional, right? Wow. She was shockingly professional. Ooh. She was so, so sweet, but she was not goofing around. She was not <laughs> there to mess around. She had her schoolwork to do, and she took that very seriously. She ended yeah. up at USC. You know, she, she yeah. was very, she's very smart, yeah. very much took her study seriously, um, and also was... Uh-huh. You know, leading a show at a young age, um, just come off another one. I'm sure she had lots of other projects she was working on simultaneously, so she's busy. And so she was just very focused, and I was really impressed. A little intimidated because I was not that focused. (laughs) I came in with my, like, books and was like, hey, guys. (laughs) This will be a great week for us, like a fun time. Like just in front of a camera. (laughs) Right? She's like, this is my literal job. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. She's been acting since she was like, right. what, like seven? This yes. is my life. Okay. This is not a joke. Like, when did she start Drake and Josh? A child. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. You got to fact check that because I would give you a number and <laughs> it would be a lie. <laughs> You're not a Miranda Cosgrove super fan? Canceled. Canceled. You don't know her birthday. I love her. I stand, but I don't uh, stalk, I guess. Yeah, no. She's... I don't stalk my former co-stars, okay? I'm normal. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. Okay, so Drake and Josh premiered in 2004, and she was born 93. Oh, my God. She was nine years old. So that was like three years before. No. Oh, no, 11? No, 11, but... Yeah. <laughs> She said, you're not STEM, STEM. I'm STEM. You know English, you don't know math. She was like, um, no. Not for a second are you going to say it's nine, it's 11. She said, fact-checking immediately. So, wow, 11. I'm 11, so shut the fuck up. Just a quick Vine (laughs) reference for anyone who gets it. But she started acting when she's 11. I feel like when you act that young, like, it really does get ingrained in your brain that, like, this is life. Yep. You show up every day and you have to commit to it. She seemed to also have fun with it, which was cool. I mean, she wasn't, like, too serious Mm -hmm. and she wasn't standoffish at all. She was just really, really kind and really lovely. Mm -hmm. I think I had one scene with her. And I wasn't even technically in the same space because it was over. Yeah, in the video. Because everything else you were like separate. And then the only other scenes that you had, yeah, with 
Freddie or Sam. Yep. Or Spencer. <laughs> Still to this day, like, low-key in love with him. He's hilarious. Yes! <laughs> we will get into that. I, we will get into that. I had, like, <laughs> totally, of course, had a little crush on Jerry Trainer. Like, who didn't? Yes! No one. <laughs> no, he was... <laughs> I just... Yeah. He was so funny. <laughs> and yeah, we got to get into that. The one scene where he does all the... Um, but basically, oh. yeah, I didn't have much screen time with her. We didn't have uh, many scenes together, but we had the schoolroom together. If you're a kid on set, you're legally obligated to do a certain amount of school hours. And so we had to all be in that room doing our schoolwork. You know, at that point too, she could have very easily been kind yeah. of above it or like stuck up or like, oh, you know, I'm, I've am i done so much work, right? I'm Miranda fucking Cosgrove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm famous. You know that name. She had that right kind of, yeah. you know, especially with School of Rock <laughs> too. Like, yeah, so, but she, yeah, it wasn't, she wasn't, she didn't have any sort of, you know, right. ego. Yeah, she just, at least, you know, yeah. not with me. I don't know other people's experience but I I can imagine that she was generally like this with most people she um yeah right. she was very kind it was intimidating for a second and then it was just really warm and yeah. welcoming and she was lovely did you have a bad experience with anybody on this was set? anyone an asshole what's the tea <laughs> who are we gonna cancel we'll fight. We'll fight. give us names <laughs> here's the tea <laughs> let me tell you no I uh I, w- I wish I had some fun gossip we're a gossip channel you guys I know <laughs> we're now a tea channel I um no I wish I wish I had something fun um but no everyone was was really great there were two other guest stars that episode um it was Nathan Pearson who played Jeremy Mm -hmm. or Jeremy who's hilarious now he he does (laughs) a lot of comedy he's so funny so we've kept in touch a little bit yeah we don't know anything about him he's not gonna be on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that name he's not gonna like guest later right we definitely don't have anything lined up or anything it's fine oh my god (laughs) never heard that name in my life I've never actually seen iCarly oh to be honest I bullshit every episode maybe get a different (laughs) podcast (laughs) (laughs) but uh No, he, uh, so he was there. He was really fun and lovely and just, you know, had yeah. a great time. Like, very yeah. much my position. And then mm-hmm. um, a guy named Thomas Casp. Was he the Polish kid? Yes. Okay, yes, Polish. <laughs> okay, yes. He was a bona fide Polak. Krawa baby, push your pierdalaj. Yes, wait, actually, my, stop it. My my boyfriend, he's, uh, he's Polish. He's a professional tennis player. He's retired now, but he's Polish. And he speaks Polish every single day. I should get him in here. I'm not Polish. We lie about it. I'm Polish, but yeah. I can't say anything. All I can say is kurwa masz, skirdalaj, shmata. Wait, go call him a shmata. He'll, he'll laugh, I, I will. promise you. 100% like, I will. <laughs> I was there all five days, and I want to say that they were not there all five days. I was. I filmed the last scene of that episode late mm-hmm. on Friday. I even had a split call, because they do something oh, wow. called a split call um, for kids uh, on set because you can only legally work if you're under 18 a certain amount of hours a day. Yep. And if they don't schedule your scenes right next to each other, which they can't, you know, always just work around the one random kid, um, yeah. then they basically, you have to leave set. So they're like, we need you back here at 6 p.m., <laughs> but you cannot be on the premises. Like, you have to go. 
So we were like, this feels really unwelcoming, but okay. It's like kind of like more stressful. Like yeah. go travel and do something random than just sitting here. Yeah. yeah. I was like, can I just like work in my dressing room? They were like, you literally legally cannot be here leave. And I was like, okay. You guys, we are calling for the reform of child labor laws. 100%. <laughs> we should be, children should be able to work 24 hours yes. a day because yep. give yes. them rights. Get them in the coal mines again. You know, <laughs> they deserve it. Their little hands are nimble. Bring back child labor. Honestly, like if they want to hustle, they should be allowed to hustle. <laughs> Period. Little girls need to learn how to be girl bosses. <laughs> and that is first by exploitative labor practices. I'm just advocating for, for child bosses. That's all this is. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I have a foundation. Said, this is just my experience and yeah. I'm going to share <laughs> It's actually what I wanted to talk to you about today was uh, child labor. Let the kids work. <laughs> this is actually what you wanted to plug. Your... Yeah, that's what I'm plugging. You have a, a petition. Please sign it. <laughs> I'm a lawyer for companies who are going to exploit children. Yep. The patent of child labor. I'm a lawyer for Nike. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, oh. <laughs> or down. I don't know. <laughs> Will they come for me? You guys, this podcast is just in jest. <laughs> Everything is for comedy purposes. Nothing we say is serious. I don't want to be sued. Uh, don't sue us because we're not serious. Because I said true. it, you can't sue us. Don't sue us because we're all hot. So don't Yeah. Do hot girls can't get sued. That's in the Constitution. That's, that's it not is. wrong, right? It's not wrong. <laughs> it's our right. <laughs> Oh my lord. I'm trying to remember what we were talking about before child labor. Yeah. It was Oh, oh, oh I'm okay. I feel like we just have a third podcast host now. You have to come every week. <laughs> 100% if you want me back, I'm coming back. I love Yes, that. we love 100%. It. I would love to. The vibes immaculate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I had a great experience. I wish I remembered who directed the episode. <laughs> We can tell you. Steve Holland wrote it. Adam Wiseman directed it. Adam what I, I remember that name. Yeah, he was really, really nice. He was so, like, encouraging and also supportive of just kind of, like, creativity and mm-hmm. kind of, like, try it this way, try it this way. He wasn't a director yeah. that was, like, you have to kind of be in this box and say these lines, yeah. which... It was surprising to me because on a show like that where you, you know, you've got one episode a week, you got to, you know, it's not HBO where it's kind of, right. you can yeah. be a little more, it, it's a sitcom and it's got a schedule and it's, you know, multicam. He made it fun. He made it really, really fun. The writers yeah. were all there. They were there. Oh. So basically like when we filmed, um, so there's a laugh track in the show. So they would basically have like all the writers and some producers, obviously the director was there, Dan was there. Um, they'd have everybody there like laughing when laughs were supposed to happen (laughs) yeah yeah. and like what was kind of great is like they were obviously fake laughing and in hindsight like they didn't think that was funny they wrote it and they had to watch me do it like nine times like they didn't think I was funny in hindsight but at the time they were very convincing and I was like I'm hilarious like SML here I come like this is this is for me. This is the future. I was so excited. This is my big break. This is it. hundred <laughs> percent. I was so excited. And so I thought like, yeah, like this is going to happen. And, um, and really it was just, they were laughing to leave room for the laugh track yes. and obviously didn't realize that should have didn't. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was, uh. it made it, it made it 
fun. It it gave me confidence and it yeah. made it really like yeah. just enjoyable. Um, I yeah, it just it made me feel good. I I loved that system. Yeah. Um, and oh, and I feel like when you have that auditory support, like you're yeah. willing to like try things, go mm-hmm. deeper into things. Should I take it like this, like that? A hundred percent. Like I, I took it further when something got a good laugh. And like, I mean, yeah. I remember there were things that got laughs in the audition that I like really milked kind of like to an annoying mm-hmm. point. But then there were a few <laughs> things that yeah. like were met with kind of silent stoicism. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll do something different. Maybe okay, just switch it up. Right? Yeah. That's not the one. That's not the Noted. take. <laughs> Carly, I was going to ask you. Do you still get recognized from oh. this one episode stint on iCarly? <laughs> but I think your Instagram bio answered it. Stop coming for me for manipulating Freddie. I filmed that when Bush was still in office. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yes. I had a I had a, you know, maybe five to eight year period where I just was very mm-hmm. anonymous, as you would imagine. Um, I did get recognized at the beginning a good amount because it was such right, a popular yeah. show. It, I mean, it broke records for viewership. It was, it took off. It was such a popular show. And even though I was only on the one episode, um, people, mm-hmm. people loved it and people really rewatched yeah. and that rerun was played yeah. a lot. And so I would get recognized by children and then like 40 year old <gasps> men, which was always oh, okay. <laughs> and they'd always be like, Oh my mm, my niece was watching Glodian, and I'd be like, all right. It wasn't often. That's the thing. It wasn't often. It wasn't like I got stopped all the mm-hmm. time or anything like that. Um, obviously, like, my mm-hmm. friends, who I didn't I didn't tell most people, actually. Um, I switched schools between my freshman year of high school and sophomore yeah. year of high school. So when I got to my sophomore year, I'd already filmed it. I wasn't just like, hey, by the way, in a few months, I'm going to have an episode right. of a TV show here. You should <laughs> yeah. all know. Like, I just yeah. never told anybody. And so a lot of people just never yeah. knew. Um, and then some people who saw it, same excuse, they'd stop me in the hall and they'd be like, I was babysitting my little cousin. Like, it's fine. Just a minute. And it's fine. You're 15. Yeah. You still watch it. It's okay. The Nickelodeon kids kind of as a group used to go to Not Scary Farm, which is, Not Scary Farm is like a, mm-hmm. an amusement park here. It's like a Six Flags or a Disneyland or, you know, roller coasters. Mm-hmm. And they, at Halloween, they do, um, scary, like mazes, haunted mazes. And so the Nickelodeon kids would all go as a group as kind of a fun thing. I don't know if it was necessarily a publicity op or they just did it Mm -hmm. for fun together. But, um, so like I went to that, right. And it was, you know, a few of the true Jackson VP kids and it was Jeanette and Nathan and it was a few other kids. And so, um, Noah Monk was, was there and. So obviously when I'm with them in contacts, mm-hmm. they were like Valerie, yes. right? But had I been at the amusement park by myself, right. highly doubtful, <laughs> right. right? Like highly doubtful. And then nothing. And then now that it's been put back on Netflix, yeah. iCarly aired, especially first season when I was on, um, there was no mm-hmm. Instagram, social media recognition. There weren't social media stars um, in the way that there are now, not, you know, not at that point. And so there was no way to track down people that you saw on shows or TV. Now you see some, you see a show on Netflix, you look up the cast, a hundred percent, you go on their Instagram and you talk to them, you tell them stuff, you message them, you comment why you hate (laughs) them or like them or whatever. At the time that didn't exist. So there was no platform. I got a couple like pieces of fan mail. I got some letters, right? Like not many, yeah. maybe 10. And it was just, can I get an autograph? Do you want to come star in my movie? 
in Boston. I'm six. Oh, I'm a director. Okay. Like, things like that. That and was me. Like, that was yeah. 100% like, me. <laughs> I actually, I still have that. That's a real oh, letter and I kept it because I thought that was that the sweetest so sweet. thing in the world. I still regret not uh, responding. I feel respond so now. bad about that to this day. <laughs> we have to find this child. Post it on your Instagram and be like, who sent this to me? I honestly might. I probably will. Yeah. I really should because it was so sweet. And I was at the time like, I'm not coming to be in your movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, now I'm like, that was the sweetest thing ever. Oh. Like, I, why didn't I just respond and say, I, I'm booked yeah. this week. But like, I good luck right. with your movie. Right. But yeah, now... Since Instagram came out, I would get occasionally people would um, people mm-hmm. would find me, and then um, I reconnected with Nathan Kress a little bit later in life, like in college, a little bit like my you know fourth or fifth year of college. Let's be honest, I took. An <laughs> me fine. too. No shame. No shame. Hot girls take long to graduate. <laughs> so Nathan and I reconnected. Full disclosure, fun fact: at the beginning of um, when we filmed the episode, I had a big crush on Nathan uh, yeah Mm -hmm. children uh this is crush not Pearson (laughs) and he had a crush back and we Uh, had a little like bonded over the fray exchange (laughs) AIM handles like we you know AIM and it was very sweet (laughs) I'm blushing I'm just remembering my childhood set your away statuses to each other's names like That kind of thing. Yeah, I think we were subtle about it. But yeah, we definitely yeah. liked each other. And it was it was very sweet and um, cute and innocent. And um, and so we did go to like Matt's scary farm together. And I think we held hands Ooh. for a little, one of the mazes. And we did reconnect um, just like in my last little right. bit of college. So that's when the anonymity kind of dissipated again. And it was only because he um, he and I, you know, just hung out a few times and posted like an Instagram. He understood, right? Like, because he had been in this. He understood the power of a yeah. picture on Instagram and basically warned me and said like, if I post this, because we were just doing a fun, it was very like, we had just yeah. re-met up. Oh my gosh. We had just re-met up, right. just hung out, went to like Dave and Buster's. Aww. Like went to like a yeah. little jazz club, went to the beach, that kind of thing. He took me to see a, a movie in the park about monkeys. Like yeah. it was so cute, so nice. He's very, you know, just sweet guy. We were just, you know, rekindled our friendship, like just yeah. reconnected. He basically was, he kind of warned me in a, you know, subtle way. Like if I post this, you might get like a bunch of people commenting right. or you might get followed by some more people. And I just kind of thought like, eh, yeah, it won't be mm-hmm. that many, right? Because no one really cares. And we posted like a Transformation Tuesday. Was, side like, by a, side kind of thing. Yeah. You know, our, yeah. yeah, a picture of us really young and then a, a, a recent one. It was a lot of, a lot of people started following me and I posted a few things and then started getting comments and on Twitter that's when it kind of it never became out of hand but I um I did lose a little bit of the anonymity because you know he has a lot of really yeah, hardcore mm-hmm. fans and they would kind of be really interested mm-hmm. in his personal life, even if it was just a friendship. Like, yeah, trying to dive too deep into things. Yeah. Right. And, and so they would, um, no matter what it was, read mm-hmm. into anything, they would just be really excited and aggressive right. about it. That's when it wasn't that I got recognized in public anymore, but I would get a lot of online recognition that had just never mm-hmm. been a thing for me because that was all new. Obviously recently, it was yeah. put back on Netflix, and now it's like a whole yep. new generation yeah. of people watching it. It's a bunch of kids, you know, who weren't old enough to watch it at the time, mm-hmm. and now they're watching it, and they have really strong opinions 
about the yep. characters and about the you know inner workings and the interpersonal yep, relationships of, everything. of the characters yeah. and so I get some really aggressive comments dms that are like honestly explicit language from oh children <laughs> they mean it they they're yeah. serious they're also using language that you're like oh why do you know yeah. that I <laughs> just put it in my bio <laughs> right. Because I've had a lot of people have serious beef with me who have legitimately asked me, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Why would you be so manipulative to Freddie? And why would you try to ruin Carly's show? She's so nice. Why would you do that? And it's like kind of like, you know, long explanations for why I shouldn't be doing this to people. And I just thought it would be a a good little tidbit to remind them that I did film the episode when (laughs) W. Bush was our president because that's historic to them. And also a reminder... That you f- you filmed it. You're an actress. Right. You you did not do it. You were not Valerie. It's not you. You were playing a role. Yeah. It was written for me. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. it's just kind of nuts. With that being said, though, do you regret doing iCarly, or do you think it was, like, a good experience? Not at all. It was such a fun experience. I understand a lot of kids who mm-hmm. start acting have regrets because of impacts on their mental health um especially you know things like anxiety or eating disorders or um and I'm not saying I was immune to any of that but I don't think that I Carly is the reason why I was affected Mm -hmm. by any of that stuff I had my own you know I had a really good Mm -hmm. experience it was really enjoyable I loved the cast I loved the crew I had such a fun Mm -hmm. week, you know, and I had such a fun time afterwards. I made really good friendships. I mean, for a while I was, I was in touch with Nathan and Jeanette and had good friendships there. I never really kept in touch with Miranda. She was, yeah. (laughs) Um, and, but you know, Mm -hmm. but she was so nice and I, I really loved that I met her and got to know her a little bit for that week and yeah, no regrets. Do you think that your role on iCarly influenced the subsequent roles that you were offered or allowed to audition for? Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> not necessarily allowed to audition for, because um, my agent, my agents, and my manager were always just very—they were great. They would send me out on everything, you know. Um, but the things I would get cast in, yeah. <laughs> the character I played in the Hallmark movie I did afterwards, I did not audition for that role. I um, auditioned for like the lead, the you know ingenue, sweet little yeah. angel girl, yeah. whatever. Never heard back. I was in Canada with my family visiting my grandma, and I get a call, and they're like, "You booked it." And I'm like, "I booked what?" Like, I what do you mean? Right. They're like, you booked, <laughs> "You booked that Hallmark film," and I'm like, "What?" Like, I got like a the lead, lead, and they're like, "Yeah." Oh no no no! <laughs> like, oh sweetie, <laughs> no! I was like, I only did one audition. Oh. How did I book the lead? They're like, no, right. no, no, of course not. And they're like, but they blind cast you, which basically means huh. like, um, I didn't read for the role that I got. They blind cast you as the school bully. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, well, they just thought you had that look. And I was like, oh no. What? They were like, you look ferocious. And I was like, mm-hmm, okay. I'm like 17, like not trying yeah. to be. <laughs> like mean. now if somebody said right. that to me, I'd be like, great, typecast. I'm going to run with it. But at the time yeah. I was like, 
oh no, like people, do people think this? Yeah, is that how people like perceive me that I'm being yeah. and People think me, of me as awful. And yeah. my I, my parents were so nice about it. They were like, no, it's because you have dark hair. Or like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's because, you know, you, uh, you are... You're just sassy. You're, right? Like they had like, the, yeah. you know, we're trying to come up with... Like, trying to think of know, something. Your your resting face isn't a smile, or like you uh, you're cute. So invented like, resting bitch face. Right? I cannot relate. I went through life trying to be perceived as a bitch. I was like 12 years old. Like, who am I gonna fight right now? Who's gonna try me? Look at me the wrong way. I still see your face, and it's this sweet, sweet baby face. Like you're gonna be 90, look 30, and people are gonna be like, you're so sweet. Stop. Her ego does not need this, please. Like, thank you. So she's she's I wanted to be the like everyone thinks you're sweet and like because I don't know yeah. I always just wanted to be that was very important to me as part of like being a little kid who loved to perform yes. I love to make people smile and yeah. laugh and yeah. I wanted to be so positive in people's perceptions and their you know whatever so I was it wasn't so much the initial auditions but the things I would get called back yeah. on um a lot of times were for bully mean girl I would always go out initially for the new girl in school, the like yeah, ingenue, the yeah. lead. Because generally as a, as a child or teen actor, that's just the default what right. they send you out on. Your agents will send you out on the lead because one, like that's generic, mm-hmm. but two, that's what they're going to make the most yeah, funny yeah. if you book. A lot of the roles that I started getting called back for were savage. <laughs> yeah. Did you like that? Did you enjoy sort of yes. like having a niche to play? Yeah. I did. At first I was mm-hmm. offended. Yeah. And a little concerned honestly because when I thought well if this is going to be my future and at that point my dream was right. Broadway right and there aren't many savages on Broadway a lot of times yeah, at the time yeah. at least I want to know did yeah. you watch iCarly like when it yeah. aired like were you a fan did you have like a favorite character as a teenager I was like I'm too old to watch. I have to only watch like yeah. there's anatomy for <gasps> housewives I I did mm-hmm. like the show I thought it was very funny just like Drake yeah. and Josh I just I thought it was clever I enjoyed so I did not watch every episode I did not follow it wholeheartedly but I did catch episodes when I could mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it my favorite character was Spencer yes. <laughs> I also really liked Sam yeah. like I really did um I just thought she was the best you know and also I was biased because I just loved Jeanette yeah I was proud right. to be on it I thought it was cool because I um even though I was an embarrassed teenager. Yeah. yeah, it was, I was like, but it's a cool show. So I'm, you know, it's, it still felt cool. And I was uh, really appreciative for that opportunity. Yeah, we have actually picked up on something a little bit weird in the show. There seems to be some weird incestual tension between <laughs> Miranda and Jerry Trainer, So Spencer and Carly. And Jerry. And we think it's because she must have just had this subliminal crush on him that just bled through when she was acting. Yes. <laughs> Because there's the, there's these really weird moments between the two. But all I have to say is how were you hypnotized by Jerry Trainer <laughs> as a young girl on set? I cannot speak for Miranda. <laughs> I don't know that she had a crush on him. Maybe she didn't. Like right. I could not speak to that. However, I, I would not be surprised because I absolutely had a crush on him. <laughs> I thought he was yes. the greatest. I thought he was so mm-hmm. funny. He just like clearly had a creative like a free yeah. lane and I just I was very much like 
attract yeah. if you can say attract I was like a child but I just was like oh my gosh he's a genius and I I thought he was so cute <laughs> <laughs> the pinnacle of comedy Jerry Trader I love you <laughs> yes, he is. I just thought he was so funny and yes, so cute yeah. And I obviously I was like you're a man yeah. and I'm like yeah. child and so I didn't have any sort of delusions <laughs> yeah. that that was gonna be a thing. But I was just it was very much a little girl crush and I was like oh, I love him yeah. I love him like I respect that because I feel like as a child I would meet men in their twenties and I would fully be like fourteen and I'd be like I have a chance this is illegal <laughs> I can make this <laughs> illegal but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> No, no chance. I'm pretty sure, like, Emily Ratajkowski was she on was, Carly. She was. Like, she's, she's got it. <laughs> no. Are you no, saying no, no. I'm not jail baby enough? Like, Hang on. With that, with that heart outfit, you had a chance. <laughs> my fuchsia yes. jacket when he oh took it from God. me. I was like, this is it. This is our oh moment. And you're like, this is my chance. Come on, Jerry. Make eyes with him. <laughs> Take it off, like, Jerry. Like, look at this. <laughs> I, yeah, no. I, I did not have delusions that he would be interested. <laughs> At Caitlin's128 on Instagram wants to know what was it like working with the main three, Miranda, Nathan, and Jeanette, and were they nice? All three of them. Just so nice, so lovely. It was really fun working with them because the series hadn't aired yet. They just had that enthusiasm still of, yeah. um, which I'm sure they kept, but, but it was that really like newbie enthusiasm. And so they were just, it seemed like as excited as I was. They're all really kind and really down to earth and professional, great actors. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, like nothing but positive experience with them. Really lovely humans. I Such a that. blast. They they made yeah. me feel like they're friend. We were friends, you know. We had a great time right. in studio school and great time on set, great time goofing around. Like 10 out of 10, it seems. That's good. Love that. <laughs> At Step on WP from Instagram wants to know who your favorite character from iCarly is. We kind of went over a little, but... <laughs> but you have to choose one. You can't just say, I love this one and I love this one. One favorite. Okay, one favorite. Crushes aside, <laughs> gotta take that out of it, so I'm gonna go Sam. Because Ooh. she's so relatable, so hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Um, might be subconsciously biased, because I just think Jeanette is awesome. I just feel like she's so much fun and there's so much mm -hmm. there. She's the, the most fun to watch. Yeah, she is. I relate to that. I adore her. She's funny. She's great. At M Stebs on Instagram wants to know whether you would be friends with your character Valerie or not. I, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> she's so horrible. I, unless she like t made a hard 180 and like yeah. turned her life around and decided to stop being awful. I I like to make a point to be kind to everybody in my life, but like yeah. girlfriend's not getting invited to my dinner parties. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. She's so mean and and just a liar, just manipulative. So mm -hmm. no. And I'm slightly offended by that question. <laughs> <laughs> and let this be a reminder to everyone watching. That Carly is not Valerie. Please don't harass her like she is the character. She's an actress. She was playing a role that she got paid to do. Leave her alone. <laughs> I hate her as much as you do. She's awful. <laughs> and then, this is our last fan question. At rt.tran from Instagram wants to know what your favorite scene to film this episode was. 
Oh, that's good. Okay. I really had so much fun with all of them. The date scene. Because it was just chaos and it was so much going on and it was a lot of fun. I got to work with Jerry, which was really cool because I just thought it was so funny. There was so much energy and it was so lively. It also took a while, but I was just having just having a blast. Even though that's not one of the scenes where I felt like funniest. Because I always felt like funniest when I kind of was playing the duplicitous, like just meaner. Um, yeah. I was still trying to be sweet at that point. But mainly I... I guess yeah, Jerry made it made it so much fun. That was my favorite scene to film. If you were approached for it, would you want to be in the reboot? Oh yeah, absolutely I would do it. I think that'd be so much fun. I think it would be so much fun to reprise that role. I can only imagine how horrible Valerie is. <laughs> <laughs> you guys heard it here first. Tweet Nickelodeon to get Carly on the reboot stat. Yes. It's what we deserve. We need to see how she's evolved. Yep. She wants it. She needs she's it. She's even more manipulative now. We need to see the evolution. We're facilitating it. That's what this podcast is <laughs> for. To relaunch my career. Yes. Yes. Specifically. You guys, she hired us from the beginning. <laughs> it's a long time. Me and Natalie aren't even friends. Me and Natalie aren't even friends. No. We've never met each other. <laughs> this was an industry plug the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> she's been funneling money to us. <laughs> To get an iCarly following. Surprise, I'm loaded. <laughs> Billionaire status. <laughs> this is Jeff Bezos' long-lost daughter. <laughs> is there anything that you want to plug? Any socials? Any projects that you're working on? Anything like that? Just This is like Hot Ones when he's like, look in the camera. Yes. Okay, well, my dream is to be on Hot Ones, so I would like that known. Get in line, bitch! <laughs> I, can t- I can take down any hot sauce. I do the Hot Ones challenge in my living room. By myself oh. all the time. Have you had the bomb? I have had the bomb. I've had oh. the last dab. I can handle it. I don't look good doing it, but like the point is I'm alive. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. I know you were looking like a straight up cam girl. I'm sure women. not. <laughs> I wish. It's on my OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. I don't <laughs> have it. Um, <laughs> I... You want to plug that real quick? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, I don't think you can plug... Um, uh, patent law. But other than that, I am just doing my thing. So my Instagram is Carly Bondar, all one word, no spaces, no punctuation. My TikTok is unfortunately Carly dot Bondar because the other was taken. Twitter is Carly Bondar. No, it's dash. It's dash. The yeah, track. under dash. underscore. No, not dash. Underscore. I myth busted that. Okay, follow them both. <laughs> Um, well, thank you, Carly, Yay. so much for being on the pod. This was such a treat. Yes, this you was guys, amazing. I don't know what I'm going to edit it down to, but we have three <laughs> hours of footage of this us so just bullshitting. Fun. No, no, this was this so was much we fun. We love you. Oh, I love you guys. We said it'll be a half yeah. hour. What did we huh? do? We, we shot this shit for an hour <laughs> off record, and then we recorded for three hours. Jesus. So, Guys, you would have... You would have kept it 30 minutes. This was my doing. Let's, I talk a lot. No, we don't shut the fuck up either. Trust me. <laughs> a huge thank you to Carly Bondar for coming on I Rewatch iCarly. We love doing this and we have more interviews with more actors from iCarly coming at you soon. Also, don't be too sad. This isn't Carly's full interview. Some behind the scenes snippets are going to be sprinkled throughout the episode chronologically to help give you a little bit more context and an extended cut of the video of our Zoom call with our lovely faces in it is going to be posted on our YouTube channel. 
Thanks again so much, Carly. And we hope that you guys loved her as much as we did because we are looking for an excuse to get her back on the podcast and do something fun with us again because we just loved her so much. Thank you, Miss Valerie. What else do we have in store for you guys? A mid-roll ad. <laughs> Hang on to your pants. <laughs> like that hell yeah it's nice and fresh yeah. we totally support that ad <laughs> <laughs> let's get into that episode this episode kicks off where we usually kick it off because the budget is slim very slim we open up on the iCarly studio set live to Sam and Carly absolutely shredding it on some electric guitars and then they stop and say and that totally proves that neither me or sam can play the guitar and then they just chuck the guitars off to the side and introduce a new segment called the blab cam and freddie corrects them and is like actually it's two-way high-speed video calling (laughs) and sam's like well we're calling it the blab cam (laughs) she's like shut the fuck up (laughs) first things first the budget for the icarly web show where on God's green earth, did they just get these electric guitars? And secondly, why were they so comfortable just literally chucking them? The one so carelessly off camera. The one percent. Like, but this is what I'm saying. Shouldn't Sam be driving to steal them later so she can sell them to a pawn shop and like buy a hammer or something? <laughs> she probably did. Like, the, the, she probably like threw hers specifically to a certain side, like not really roughly, <laughs> so it wouldn't break. She's like she just like set a bed up and was like yep toss she was like toss. let me perfectly plant this right onto this mattress that way it doesn't break so I can steal this obviously the guitar playing is like very very fake but Sam is going so hard on this fake performance on the guitar and Carly what is she giving us fucking nothing she is giving us half-ass performance go girl give us nothing literally sam is like head banging like in like her hair is going everywhere and carly's just like yeah all right i'm playing the guitar i guess and that's why we're jeanette mccurdy stands in this house hell yeah they turn the internet chat on and a guy from poland is so excited to be talking to the iCarly girls he's yelling in Polish and the girls instantly just start acting weirded out and then they cut his video feed and Carly starts mocking him by speaking a fake language just pure gibberish and Sam goes take that Poland (laughs) which ironically is exactly what Germany and the Soviet Union said in 1939 (laughs) that was a World War II joke. Well, I didn't realize that this was a history podcast, so. (laughs) I have a minor in history. Sometimes it slips out. Sometimes I say something slightly literate, and you really have to brace yourself, because you never know when it's going to come. You're like, wait, what? Was that? She's not just a comedian? That's insane. Was that a a topical historical joke? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. She has depth. That's crazy. Oh. When, When women do more than one thing. She can be hot and smart and funny. Wow multifaceted wow don't tell the guy who did last episode what's his name steven milando whatever his name malero big bang dude yeah Yeah. i don't know whatever his name is (laughs) my biggest gripe with this part 
was that this dude straight up does not look Polish. How do I know that this motherfucker does not look like a Polak? Here because we go. I live in Chicago. Here we go. I live in Chicago. And you know what Chicago has? You know has? what? What do we have? It has the world's second largest Polish population wow. in the world. In the world. The Guys. second largest Polish population in the world. Second only to Warsaw, which is literally the capital of Poland. Meaning Chicago has more Polish people than the second largest city in Poland. Let me tell you how many times Cersei has personally told me this exact comment before. Like, I can probably not even count on one hand how many times I have been forced to hear this exact sentence word for word. And yet here we are forcing you guys all to hear this. And I am so sorry from the bottom of my heart that she is putting you guys through this. So, Girl, shut up. Shut up. I know Polish people. Anyway, but because I live in the city with the second highest population of Polish people in the world, obviously some of my friends are Polish. So I hit up my friend who's like a certified Polak and she translated it. And what this guy is saying is, good morning. My name is Tom. I'm from Poland. I can't stop watching iCarly. Mom, I'm on iCarly. Dad, I'm on iCarly. Amilka, which Amilka is just like a Polish name, probably his sister. And what kills me about this is Carly's fake language is flabbit flurbin shock anushka garbin. It does not fucking sound like <laughs> mocking Polish. No. It sounds like mocking Finnish or some shit. Like this poor man. If they couldn't speak Polish, why would they switch to somebody from Poland? Why would they do that? Just to humiliate this man? Like he is so excited. It is his favorite show ever. He has been waiting for this moment his entire life to be on this fucking webcast. And you know what Carly does to him? You know what she does? She fucking makes fun of him and then hangs up on him. I literally would never watch the show again. Ever again. I would boycott That's it. That's so traumatizing. You know what Tom said when that audio visual cut off? He said, kurva <laughs> What does that mean? It means like, fuck you. Oh. Well, period, Tom. Go off. After Sam goes, take that, Poland. She goes, let's get some viewers from uh, this country. Like, xenophobia uh, check. Literally. Like, oh, someone who's not from America. It's not even, like, like, like obviously there's racism in the show. Like, super casual, right. condoned racism. But also just, like, the xenophobia against anyone who is non-American yes. is so present. It is. Like, anyone who belongs to any group that is quote-unquote other, they go out of their way to further otherize yep. them. They always make fun of whatever the accent is. It's it's insane. But Freddie pulls up a girl from this country who is not only from this country, she's also from this city, Seattle. Of course. She's sitting on her bed holding a pillow, and she says, Hey, you guys. My name's Valerie. Longtime viewer. First time lab camera. I just love iCarly. Is Freddie there? Can I see him? Can I just say that you're insanely cute? Thank you so much, Carly, for that little read. Sam instantly starts bullying her for liking Freddie and, like, accuses her of being in, like, a mental institution and shit. But Carly is excited and is like, oh, you two should 100% go on a date. Right. Well, she's fucking encouraging this because she's like, finally, my simp is going to leave me alone. (laughs) When Val calls in and she goes, Long-time listener, first-time blab camera. <laughs> I truly believe that this was a reference to Frasier because he had a radio show and people would always call in and be like, Hi, Dr. Frasier. Long-time listener, first-time caller. It was like a bit on that show. <laughs> oh, really? And this is the only other show. Yeah, it's like the only other show I can think of based in Seattle 
I think this is a Frasier reference. It might be. Da- hey, Dan Schneider, I know we call you a creep, but can you, yeah, confirm, but can you confirm or deny? You know, we're just going to make wild accusations on this podcast if you guys haven't gotten it's that It's all already. for comedy purposes. All Don't take anything seriously. Purposes, of course. We're not police. No. Nothing we say matters. Absolutely not. I need a way to segue into Carly's behind the scenes bits. So let's just call it a Carly fact. As in Carly Bondar, not iCarly. Anyway. So originally the school was going to be called Ridgeway. And a line in there was, uh, they were like, you look familiar. And I said, yeah, I go to Ridgeway with you guys. Well, they changed the school name or at least didn't want to call it Ridgeway yet. So I had to come back in for ADR, which is like um, looping your voice after the fact if they didn't get a good sound bite. So I had to go into the sound studio, basically watch myself on the screen and try to mimic mimic it and then change the line a little bit. And they just cut away from my face. But what was really, like, horrible about that whole situation is that happened uh, when the writer strike was going on. There was a huge writer strike um, that happened in Hollywood around that time. And it was, like, a big deal. And there were picket lines. And I had to cross the picket lines oh, no. to go work. And I felt so bad. And, like, I was – I even was, like – I was a child and I was trying to explain like, by the way, like no one's doing any off union writing. I'm just like fixing something with writers like you that are in the union. Like I'm not doing anything. I swear I'm with you. I swear. I was like, I'm not compromising this. My dad was just like rolling the window up like, stop, ew, what are you doing? Like they don't care. You're five. And like, stop. You're making this worse. <laughs> the funniest part of all of this is that they did call the school Ridgeway. They did. So you you did that ADR for nothing. So they nothing. made you so uncomfortable for no reason. <laughs> if you watch it back now, anyone listening, but you guys, if you watch it back now, um, the line that is different is, yeah, I go to school with you guys. I'm just one year ahead of you. And that was the only line I had to re-record. And it sounds different. I sound, I was sick. And I sound a little oh. bit. Like, I sound a little like, bit throaty. Raspy. Okay, let's play it back. Long time viewer, first time lab camera. I just love iCarly. Yeah, I go to school with you guys. Mm. I'm just one grade ahead of you. Hey, is Freddie there? Can I see him? The way that Val is sitting on that bed, like holding that pillow, looking all like, eh, meh, meh, meh. She deadass look like a cam girl. Yes. Yeah. The blueprint to cam girls. Hang on. There's nothing wrong with being a cam girl. Go get your money. Do it safely in your home. I love and respect you. Right. However, a, a child looking like this on, on television, I'm a little pedophilia check. Yeah. It do be like that. Sam is freaking the fuck out. She is so insecure. She's so jealous that somebody else finally likes her man. But can we talk about how Freddie has this flirt absolutely on the entire time from the second Val says that she thinks he's cute? He's like, hey, girl. Sup, girl. Hey there, Valerie. <laughs> like, he turns it on. I'm like, Nathan Craig. Where has this been, Nathan? This this is like him, like, having game outside of the show. Yes. Being like a little player on the streets. Like, yeah, I'm an actor. Um, getting all the little 13 year olds. He's like, yeah, um, I Carly gets like 5 million views, like every single web show. Like, what's up, girly? Hey. He was like, he would have been so big on TikTok with the preteens. Yep. He would have been like thirst trapping. (laughs) If all of a sudden my man started acting like this, like he had never had a flirtatious bone in his body. And then all of a sudden he was like, hey girl, I'd have been like, like why don't you say that shit to me hang on you couldn't even say dog last episode and now you got your flirt on you got a little bit of swag 
He's got the Randy Jackson clone on, I think. He's ready to go. This is not tight, dog. No. It is loose. It is. This is loose for Sam. It is very loose for Sam. We are now at the Shea apartment. Freddie, he's like not really sure about his date. Mrs. Benson barges into the Shea apartment and she starts gushing about how excited she is that Freddie has a date with who? A girl. There is so, I mean, the homophobic undertone. Yes! The fear of her the child fear. being something that rhymes with a baguette. Yes! It haunts her. Like, what? why is it such a shock that he's going on a date, period, and, like, that it's with a girl? Because he's a little flamboyant. I mean, she yeah. Was well, we already- Gay son or thought daughter. <laughs> she said, neither. <laughs> no, it's actually Valsell's son, so- <laughs> <laughs> Miss Benson, she's saying that she knows that he's going on a date because she was watching iCarly to check on little old Freddy's posture because she's worried about him. And what does she say? She says, Freddy, tell the girls what the rule is about our posture. Please don't tell us. Don't tell the girls. No. What is the rule? The rule is that you won't get respect if your back is not erect and the girls lose their mind. (laughs) <laughs> this is worse for me because the girls laugh. <laughs> yes. Meaning the girls know what the word erect means. This is not supposed to be like, like a low-key thing. He says something yes. and the, the adults in the audience are like, haha, this one's for us. Yeah, no, the girls. It's like not like, yep. subtle. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's like a line in putting adult humor in children's content that a lot of people execute well. Right. Like I feel like the Shrek movies did it really well. Yeah. Toy Story. Like, yeah. Toy Story does it well. We're, there's that nuance yes. and the adults are giggling along. But this is uncomfortable insinuating that like these 13 year olds are laughing at like an erect penis joke with a mother in the room. But it's like not very well thought out adult sexual innuendos and jokes it's literally just like child middle school like man jokes but I wanted to say too that the girls don't just like crack up like Sam literally spits out her watermelon like she has a full mouth of watermelon spits it out of her mouth and honestly I agree after what we just discussed and hearing this fucking joke (laughs) Sam I agree I would also spit out my fucking watermelon The whole scene starts out with Sam asking if Freddie is going to kiss Valerie on his date. She's like, listen, are you going to kiss her? Because if you are, I'll show up. I'll beat the shit out of the two of you guys. She's going to bring the butter sock. She will. Like this whole episode throughout the entire time, it is so obvious how much Sam likes him. She's obsessed. Mrs. Benson and Carly and Sam are pressuring Freddie to go on the date. Mrs. Benson is like, only if Carly doesn't change her mind. And Carly is like, listen, girl, bestie vibes only. And Mrs. Benson yells, why won't you love my son? Out of fucking nowhere. Freddie is horrified. And Carly is so uncomfortable about this. This is absolutely insane. Like the fact that Mrs. Benson is guilting Carly into liking her son. Like it's Carly's fault that the two of them aren't dating instead of, I don't know, Mm -hmm. maybe her son being a fucking creep and stalking her and also short. 
<laughs> weird hair, bad style. A nerd the list goes on. Like the like the list literally goes on and on. Has and it on. hit puberty? Is not in a band. No swag at all. Can't play drums. Nothing. Doesn't even own Jordan. Has never kissed anybody. It goes on and on and on. And this is so common where mothers think that their sons are like the light of everybody's lives. Like they're so amazing. They've never done anything wrong. No, actually, your son is a fucking piece of shit. Weirdo. Freddie Benson is a piece of <laughs> shit. Period. Fuck Freddie Fuck Benson. Fuck Freddie Benson. Fuck Freddie Benson. Fuck Freddie Benson. Down with Freddie. Down with Freddie. This just made me so uncomfortable. I didn't like how all of them were just ganging up on Freddie, talking about, like, you have to go on this date. You have to do it. When yeah. he was like, I don't really know if I want to do it. He was just trying to make Carly jealous. Right. And then now it's becoming real. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, like oh, I got to kiss Ooh. a girl that's not Carly. I don't know about that. Ew. After the shame session, Miss Benson is like, you know what? I want to plan this date. Weird. She wants to be the host of it. Double weird. Carly steps in and she says that she already promised Freddie that like they would host the date at their house. And Mrs. Benson is like, why carly of course panics and says because spencer he's a great cook he's he's gonna make spaghetti tacos and i just have to apologize to all of our viewers i know that we promised that we would be together for spaghetti tacos because we were gonna make it together um but i think neither of us realized that it was this week (laughs) (laughs) oh no this bitch right here that i am looking at on this zoom told me straight to my face multiple times that she would be in Nebraska for the first official spaghetti taco sighting on iCarly. And do you know where she is right now? Not in Nebraska. So she has herself been myth busted and therefore everything that she says from here on out is a lie. In my defense, I texted you and I said, oh my God, this is the spaghetti taco episode and I'm not Nebraska. (laughs) Fuck. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, guys, this is the first official spaghetti taco episode. Um, Somebody lied and you know, it's fine. I'm definitely not heard about it or anything. So we're going to move on. I will be in Nebraska to make spaghetti tacos. Sometime in the future. No, I don't. No, my heart is already broken, shattered into pieces. Carly fact. Spaghetti tacos became a thing, I think, in several Nickelodeon shows. My episode was the first episode with spaghetti tacos. And I was the first to eat a spaghetti taco. And it was repulsive. It was disgusting. It was cold. They didn't even air me taking a bite, so I did that for nothing. Um, Wow. It was so gross. But they were like, now eat a little of the meal. And I was like, really? I took a bite of the spaghetti taco, like ate some of the like cold ass carrots and choked a little bit. Like surprised that didn't end up in bloopers. It was bad. But it's a fun thing because spaghetti tacos became like a thing. And I was like, well, Valerie's date was the inspiration. The blueprint <laughs> to the spaghetti tacos is this date. Mrs. Benson, of course, as any mom would, wants to show Freddie's baby pictures to Valerie on this date. And you know what Sam says to this? Sam says that she is willing to pay $1,000 for one butt pic of Freddie as a baby. $1,000 for one picture. That is better than any OnlyFans fucking shit. Jeffrey Epstein is typing. Like, why, man? 
Oh, let's tone it down a little bit. The crush is getting more and more obvious as the episode Where goes on. Where is she getting on. that $1,000 from? She probably stole it from Granddad. Oh, I was thinking she sold. That's what she did with the money from the guitars. <laughs> she said, listen, I make good money from this, and you know what I want to spend it on? An ass pick. Child pornography. Yes! Thank you. I was just going to say that. Sam to jail. Child pornography. Mrs. Benson has decided to chase Freddy around with a blow dryer, trying to get him to be all pristine and perfect. She leaves the apartment, and he puts the chain on the door, tries to lock her out. He's stressed the fuck out. She busts back in that door. She is screaming through the fucking crack, trying to get him to go. Her face is, like, through the door on the wall, like, only blocked by the chain, and it literally looked like The Shining when Jack has the axe and is looking through the door. And she was, like, really, really mad about the extension, too. Like, she was mad about Freddie, like, moving too much and, and her extension cord, like, unplugging. Two things for this scene to have happened. She had to, A, go back and re-plug it in there instead of just dragging the cord along and plugging it in right. from the Shea residence. And then he had to put the chain on without locking the door. Yeah. They said, we are getting that shining shot. Hell yeah. So help me God, even if it doesn't make sense. <laughs> They said, it will occur. We are getting this illusion in this Nickelodeon (laughs) television show. And they did. So, Freddy has a janky-ass fucking outfit on. It is a button-up with a tie and a sweater vest. And Carly has a backup outfit. There are two options here, okay? So, you're telling me that either, one, Carly has boys' clothes that fit Freddy perfectly, just casually in her house, ready to go at a moment's notice, or, two, Freddy just keeps his clothes at Carly's? Just, just in case? There's only one plausible explanation. They be fucking. <laughs> like, is this a cruddy moment? Are they fucking on the low? She's like, oh, no, no, no. Honey, don't worry about it. I have a whole other outfit ready for you to look good for your date. Maybe he, like, swung it by earlier because he knew his mom was going to put him in that fucking sweater vest. Yeah, this is uwu. Freddie asked Spencer for dating advice. Spencer is telling him that if he runs out of things to say, that he should just stare into her eyes. Freddie says that he doesn't think that this is going to work, but Spencer starts to do this to Freddie, and Freddie is, like, mesmerized. Like, he just doesn't know what to say at all. Spencer. Spencer's like, what doesn't work? Right. I just thought it was so cute that Freddie feels like comfortable enough to talk to Spencer about like dating advice. And you know what? Actually, now that I'm saying that, it does make sense that Spencer was listed above Sam as his besties. So. (laughs) (laughs) See, I hated this. I thought it was so creepy. What? I thought it was like him and Spencer like having a moment and it was like, why is Spencer looking into the small child's eyes like this? (laughs) Why is the small child sort of infatuated with him back? I was like, come through pedophilia. I hated every second of it. Okay, I guess when you put it that way. Also, men do this where they look deeply in your eyes. Yes. And I hate it because it doesn't feel organic no it feels like they are trying to create a moment yes and i have a theory that all men think they are living in a romantic comedy yes no stop they really do oh my god like they always say the corniest fucking shit ever and i'm like shut up like this is not even funny like it's it's unironic like they're saying the shit unironically and i'm like do you genuinely think that people like to hear this like is there ever a woman that you have said this to that genuinely enjoyed what you're saying i don't believe it they do shit like this and like they'll just look deeply into your eyes and they always say the same thing like god you're so beautiful yes god i really (laughs) like you 
And my first thought is always like, why are you trying to create a moment that you've seen on TV yes. that you think I'm going to enjoy? Right. Because I'm not enjoying this. This is weird. This is mega weird. Yes. Men, don't do this. You cannot just look at someone deeply in the eye. The girl is literally going to be thinking, does he think he's Ryan Gosling? Does he think he is some Mark Ruffalo? Leonardo DiCaprio in the fucking Titanic? Yeah, like some rom-com protagonist because you're not. No. You are a scrubby-ass guy who doesn't know how to wipe his asshole properly, and your boxers have holes in them, and you don't know how to fold your clothes because your mom did it forever. And you're best friends with your younger sister and all of, <laughs> all of her friends. And you're a washed-up artist with no income, living off your parents' dime. No, but the, it's, it's literally making a moment. That's it what is. I call it. And it's awful. It's awful to live through when someone is trying to make a moment with you. Yeah. It's so artificial, and I hate it. And that's why I hate dating men. That is a perfect way to explain it, though. Like, I've never been able to explain it. Like, I've always just called men, like, corny when they do shit like that or, like, or like say things like that. But making a moment is the perfect way to explain it because they they truly act like it's, like, such a rom-com like the like the camera is panning in on him being yep. like oh my god you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen and they just stare I at you know. and I'm like oh my god and I'm like first of all me. I know you have a phone kill me you can google Kylie Jenner if you want to <laughs> like I'm not like, I'm not up. under any impression I'm not stupid I know you say this to every bitch that you meet shut up I know it's like do you think you're not that transparent you know what a real compliment is? I I like the way you fart. <laughs> the way your cheeks clap. It's erotic. That is a compliment. I like the way that you fart. Your cheeks clap. <laughs> oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh I mean god. it. I'm staring at her Stop. if you guys couldn't see it. <laughs> you guys, I'm blushing. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, I exited the chat. Oh my god, it's always like men like that though who are like the biggest players. Like literally mm -hmm. any man who says corny shit like that immediately run. Immediately. 100%. Immediately run. I love the way men try to like get out of like cheating and shit because it's always those types of guys that try to do it. Like they'll <laughs> cheat on you and then they'll be like, man, you're, you're going <laughs> to condemn me for one, for one wrong thing. I mess up once. <laughs> he said, no, it's not like that. You're so pretty, babe. Uh, babe, don't say that shit. No, no, I would never. Find forgiveness in your heart. <laughs> Are you really going to be this bitter? It's like, Yeah, mm. um, actually. Uh, I don't give a shit about your feelings. Uh, you kind of like cheated on me, so yeah. maybe like, maybe like figure that out, but. Are you going to let this one bad thing erase all the good things? <laughs> he Come said, on. I know we got some highs and lows, babe. But like, <laughs> but like the Any couple that posts about highs and lows, you know their shit's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the highs are so much higher than the lows, babe. <laughs> like you are truly, truly the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. I'm so in love with you. Next. Get out. Run, run. Everybody listening right now, run. Fuck that. From no one in particular, just someone's after you. Run. Yep. Start sprinting. Someone with anxiety is afraid. <laughs> it's me. We're all afraid. I'm I'm genuinely like triggered by this whole conversation. The infamous non-existent doorbell rings. Who is here but Val herself, the queen. Valerie. 
Freddy quickly changes into his new outfit, trying to get all tight dog. <laughs> Sam is trying to stall Miss Valerie, loosely using the word stall. What does she do? She slams the door right in Valerie's face, obviously because she's jealous. Smooth. Smooth criminal. <laughs> Parley starts grooming Freddy. He's like, get out of here. Come on. I gotta go. I preferred the sweater vest outfit as opposed to whatever this weird like sport coat he put on over a baggy t-shirt with some baggy jeans. It's awful looking. Okay. I genuinely don't like either outfit. I'm gonna be honest with you. But the only thing is that the first outfit matched better. It was a look. Yeah, it was a look. Like it, it was a fit. It was a fit. This is just like thrown together. Like like, he had the fit, and then he switched up the fit, and he didn't complete the fit. Meanwhile, Miss Valerie here is serving, serving early 2000s realness. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hell yeah. All pink, head to toe, and you know what? This is a Cersei fit, 100%. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I just wrote in all caps, I love Val's outfit. It is such a serve. I want to own this. Yep. I want to wear it. I'm surprised you don't own it. I was not really into skirts until recently. No, I saw the full pink blazer, shirt, skirt, purse, everything. And I was like, yep, this is 100% something that Cersei would wear. I like that you recognize that. <laughs> that makes me feel very seen. Of course. I know you, babe. <laughs> You're the most beautiful girl I've ever met in my life. Stop. <laughs> Look into my eyes harder. <laughs> okay, stop, really. Also, I want to say that I kind of like how Carly was being a little, like, caring towards Freddy. It was cute. I'm going to say it. it. You know what? I might have a cruddy moment here, but not in a dating way. Like, just a friend way. Yeah. I feel like she's like, oh, I want Freddy to find someone who, like, feels about him the way he feels about me. Yes. Like, I don't know. It was so cute. It was I loved cute. It. it was like just really sweet and innocent. Right. And then obviously, of course, she's trying to be sweet and innocent. And Sam is being a little bitch to Miss Valerie, slamming the door and <laughs> shit because she is jealous as fuck. Freddie has finally changed. He's ready to go. He invites Valerie in. And Valerie asks about iCarly. And Spencer is their server for the evening. He is wearing a beautiful little sparkly vest. Serve king. A whole butler getup. A king. You know what this reminded me of? The parent trap. Oh, really? When the butler's like serving them. Oh, but yeah. But it's like someone you know. Yes. That is a good analogy. And he asks to take Valerie's coat. And <laughs> Valerie's like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Spencer takes a coat and he literally just fucking chucks it on the couch. But he stares at it first. Yeah. He he stares at it like, what do, where do I, uh, uh, couch. Spencer now offers to put music on. The music that comes on, though, after he tries to turn on the speaker is like heavy metal music. It is so fucking loud. All of them are freaking out. What does he do? He freaks the fuck out, making a mess out of everything trying to flip everything off like unplug shit all the stuff he finally gets it they have conveniently another stereo that's ready to go in the same living room he turns it on and then he just slowly backs away and he's just like snapping to the music you know why the first stereo malfunctioned why because he did not turn it on with that pure bussy power <laughs> It only reacts to the bussy. It needs an anus operating it or it will just go crazy. It does. And like, why Why was he throwing things around with the fucking, with the stereo? It's so dramatic. Everything he could have done to turn it off, he did not do. 
And yes. everything that was irrelevant to turning the stereo off, he did. Yes. He just, like, grabbed shit and threw shit. Yes. He was grabbing shit on a completely different shelf. And I'm like, Spencer, what is that going to do? He said, y'all want clumsy Jim Carrey? <laughs> y'all have go. that in the casting call? I'm here and I will serve. Uh, he served, that's for sure. He served something. Some flailing limbs. And floppy passion. <laughs> <laughs> doing the firecracker yep he said you guys didn't give me a chance before and now you're gonna oh, see it <laughs> i can't believe you remember that of course carly fact the scene where he turns on that uh-huh. loud music yeah. and we're just you know and he's trying to turn it off and is throwing things around there's no music right so to have like <laughs> when we're actually filming that so t- that kind of commitment <laughs> to just thrash as hard as he could around the entire set absolutely like actually breaking things that could not be repaired they had to come in with props a couple times to replace it like he was just breaking things so much commitment and i was like i had so much respect for that and i was like that's 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 it that's he's he's it it for me he's my soulmate But anyway, so Sam and Carly are upstairs in the iCarly studio, and Sam is ready to spy on her man with a webcam that she set up herself. She has been listening to Freddie. Carly, of course, has to be the good girl. She's morally against it, but she ends up going in and is like, okay, yeah, sure, let's do it. And they're watching Freddie on his date. And every single thing, they are just cringing at all of the jokes and, and like, all of the flirting and everything. They are not enjoying this at all. This is literally what this podcast is, just me and you flirting with each other and, like, people listening. <laughs> it's like they're all Sam and Carly with the webcam. <laughs> and we're Freddie and Valerie. <laughs> I mean, I'm already dressed like Val. We're halfway there. That's true. I am dressed like Freddie, a piece of fucking shit, so. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I would literally fucking die if people heard the shit that I said when I was flirting with a man. Because they say the dumbest shit, and like, if you want to get anywhere, you have to pretend that it's not dumb. Yes. Yes. You're like, haha, you're so funny. I was just, this is perfect, because I was just gonna say, Freddie says the worst fucking joke I have ever heard in my goddamn life. It is some, like, tech joke, and Valerie is eating it up. They all should have known, and he should have known (laughs) right then and there, right then and there, that she does not actually like him. All she wanted was the fucking iCarly shit. But he is too horny, yep. capital H, to notice. And also, men don't notice shit. They don't pick up on anything. They just see a woman laughing at his joke and he's like, oh my god, she wants to fuck me. Like, that's it. You could literally be standing there looking like there's a gun to your head like, ha 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 ha. And they're like, oh my god, she thinks it's so funny. ha 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 ha. You could be crying in tears, begging them, please stop. And they'll be like, oh my God, she's crying from laughter. Yeah. I can't believe I'm literally John Mulaney. Like, I'm the funniest man to ever walk this planet. Oh my God, my SNL audition, it's not happening because I don't actually do comedy. But I think if I tried, I could like really succeed at it. Right, I could easily do stand-up. That's what Freddie is thinking right now in this moment. Yeah, like I I, I mean, I haven't done it. I haven't tried. But like, if I wanted to, I could. Like, I make girls laugh all the time. Yeah. Like, every girl I approach that I just say some random shit to, even though she doesn't know me, like, they always laugh. They think it's so funny. Like, I've made girls piss themselves before. 
from laughter. I promise from laughter, <laughs> not from fear, from laughter. Definitely from laughter. And Carly <laughs> definitely did not shame them about it. But <laughs> I, I just, it was like, I was like, y'all stupid. Like right here, right here. If the whole, every single thing that has come out of her mouth has been about iCarly. If that wasn't the big fucking red flag to you guys, this right here should have been the big red flag. Freddie decides to say... That no one knows more about audio and video than Freddio. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. I just, I, I genuinely don't have anything to say. Just let that sit in, everybody. Because I would get up and walk out. I'm not going to lie to you. If a man ever said this shit to me, I would I would immediately be like, it was nice seeing you and um, delete my number and this will be all. Thank you. I think this is honestly the worst thing I've ever heard. It kind of makes me want to light a fire in my eardrums. <laughs> and just never talk to a man ever again. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm already halfway there with the not talking to a man thing, but this makes me wish that I never had the gift of hearing. Um, I agree. I, I think it's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I genuinely, genuinely, I agree. And I, gen- I genuinely go to so many open mic nights, <laughs> you don't even know. And this is the worst joke I've ever heard. I was going to say, we actually watch iCarly and there are a lot of really weird jokes. And this is probably the worst <laughs> one that I've heard so far. Nine episodes in, this one's the worst one. For sure. I, I've seen like strings of early 30s men desperate to make it as a comedian because they hate the job that they've spent about a decade trying to get into making just the worst jokes that no one laughs at and somehow this one is worse than all of those yeah it just it sucked the life out of me i think we should just end the podcast right now yeah i i agree thanks thanks for listening you guys this was a really fun journey (laughs) this joke we can't continue it we're just uh, we're honestly just like mentally exhausted after this so i I don't know how we're gonna move on I have to immediately call my therapist because I don't know how I'm going to continue. <laughs> she will be hearing about this. Thank you, Nathan Cress. Carly, if you're listening. I'm about to call you. Please. She is just talking about iCarly. She's just talking about iCarly and then laughed at this fucking atrocity hate crime of a joke. <gasps> you know what I just realized? What? We, we, we just had the girl who played Valerie on the show and all she talked about was iCarly. Oh. <gasps> Was she just using us? Oh my god! Oh my god! Is she? Oh my god! Start her own podcast. She's literally gonna try to steal one of us from the other one. (gasps) Dun dun dun! (laughs) Y'all cancel, cancel Carly Bondar. Canceled. Just kidding. We love her. So. We love her so much. <laughs> also, we I cannot believe we deadass talked to her for four hours, and two of those hours we weren't even recording. We were just shooting the shit with her. She's wow. so fucking cool. She's Go amazing. follow her. Go follow yeah. her on everything. I'm obsessed give her with her. Lots of kind love. Of. Kind of. Really. Not too much love. An appropriate amount of love. Yeah. That'd no. Nice. A, a comfortable amount. Mm-hmm. A normal amount. Spencer comes out. He's like, do you guys want dessert? He's like offering them a little menu. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll have dessert. He opens up the menu. All that there is on the menu is just pudding. It's just pudding. <laughs> it's just pudding. All the options is pudding. Like I genuinely LOL'd about this. All of a sudden, Spencer goes, no, actually, sorry, we're out of pudding. But you can see a little bit of chocolate, like, right right by his lip. He, uh, he takes his finger, he, like, pushes the chocolate, trying to clean it up, and he just, like, like, pops his little finger a little too schmexually 
And then just, like, walks away. I mean, it's hot. He's legal. I have no problem with that. Just not for the kids. It was for me. It was for us. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Well, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that. Thank you, Jerry. Carly facts. They gave him so much freedom. Because oh, really? He, was, he had such a command over physical yeah. comedy and over ad-libbing lines. <laughs> there was a point in the scene where he was, like, coming out as the waiter, and he was like, do you yes. want any dessert? Like, And we were like, yeah, we'll see the menu. And he opens it, and it just says <laughs> yeah. pudding. And that that was in the script. And I'm pretty sure it was his idea to say, I'm sorry, we're out of the pudding. Oh! And have pudding on his face. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so That's hilarious. Thank you, Carly, for that BTS. Because as you know, we're not the office ladies. We were not on set. We, we have not. nothing to say about we what went down. Say, but Carly does. So <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> we appreciate her so much. But we are now back at the school. And Freddie is saying that him and Val are almost going steady. And Carly starts to ask about their kissing history. Ooh, kissery. Ooh, new <laughs> verb. But I would like to take this moment to publicly shame Natalie. Kissery would actually be a noun, not a verb. A verb is something of action. I cannot kissery. However, I can have a kissery. Thank you and good night. The humanities are superior to STEM. Um, Freddie is ditching a computer expo with Jeremy because he has plans with his new girl and love of his life. The girls start like talking to him, and then all of a sudden, Freddie just disappears and starts talking to his little old lady. But, Red flag. Yeah, he's codependent codependency check mm-hmm. um but so when carly is asking about the history <laughs> she asks like what kind of kiss it was and she starts acting out two different kinds of kisses and the second kiss is like a make out without tongue and she's like making like almost like fish faces she's like <laughs> and like and wiggling so, around too yeah and she's like really really into it and it made me so uncomfortable and the best part is that when she's done carly is like laughing and thinks that she is like <laughs> hilarious pinnacle of comedy and sam's face is literally just like what the actual fuck is happening right now like she's so disgusted and embarrassed that carly is in the middle of the hallway doing this weird ass shit and she's like um i don't know this bitch like (laughs) i feel like that's just like me everywhere i go with any given one of my friends like i'm just vibing like just doing shit and my friends are just like, Jesus, fuck, sir, stop. Literally fucking stop. Please. We're, we're Please. in public. Please. When Jeremy and Freddie were talking about the computer expo, of course, Jeremy is sneezing a shit ton. And <laughs> right before he walks away, he says that he sprained his throat. I know a couple girls that did that in college. Um, hey, sexual innuendo. <laughs> He was choking on something. He was. Wasn't his snot. I was just going to say it was not that sneeze. (laughs) Mine melding. Mine's doobie melding here tonight. Freddie is 
off and with Val at her locker, and Val has this idea to start her own webcast and wants Freddie, of course, to help her, but she wants to film the same night as iCarly. He doesn't want to bail on iCarly, but she points out how mean Sam is to him and how they don't appreciate Freddie at all. So he decides to agree to it. When Val is like talking about how Sam is mean to him, Freddie defends Sam and says that she's just naturally vicious. <laughs> and that's his way of being like, listen, I'm into yeah. it. I have that degradation kink. I like <laughs> it. I just like don't really want to tell people about it. But like, it's natural. It's fine. You know, we've figured it out. It's cool. This reminded me of when Dustin and Stranger Things is like, she's our friend and she's crazy. Like, just like accepting <laughs> yes. that one of your friends is deeply flawed, but like you love them regardless. Right. I thought it was really cute that his instinct was to be like, she's just naturally vicious. It's like same. Like he's he's like fine with it now. And I mm-hmm. and I like that. He's into it. He's like, she's not bullying me. It's just our thing. Right. I'm paying for it. It's not yeah. bullying. She's actually an escort. That's where she gets her money from. Yeah. She's she's a dominatrix to Freddie. <laughs> she do be dominating me. Yeah. It's at this moment in time I'd like to remind both of us and our listeners that these are children and we shouldn't say jokes like <laughs> <laughs> Anyway... This is also classic emotional manipulation on Valerie's part. Like, she Mm -hmm. knows that Freddie is such a simp and that he will (laughs) do whatever she wants. I need you to be honest with me right now or I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, no. When I went to the bathroom earlier, did Carly say anything bad about me? Yeah. What did she say? She said you were too hot to handle. (gasps) I knew it. I had a feeling. (laughs) She said that actually we should start our own podcast and that I should leave you and that we could call it Natalie and Carly. I can't. I really can't hear this right now. (laughs) I knew that this would happen. I knew it. You guys, everybody go cancel Carly. Go cancel Carly. We have fun here on the I Watch I Carly podcast. It's just jokes. It's jokes and bits and bangers. And that's that. Subscribe on Spotify. She goes up and she goes, that's my Freddy bear, and kisses Ugh. him. And Freddy is mesmerized by her little kiss. This is also a really big plot hole in the series because in the episode I Kiss, which is season two, episode seven, Freddy tells Sam that he has never been kissed before. Okay, Drew Barrymore. Hello. We are here witnessing your kiss, Freddy. And he even told Carly and Sam earlier, uh, like in the episode, well, when he came into the school, he was telling them that they may or may not have kissed. So, again, I mean, like, men lie and stuff, but we we saw them kiss right yeah. here and now. So She was using that fang on him. And by that fang, I mean her tongue. <laughs> but this is a lie. So he, yeah. he was lying to Sam and saying that he he didn't have a kiss before, but... N- yeah, Nickelodeon, explain that. Explain, explain that. that, Nickelodeon. Explain that Dan Schneider plot hole. Plot hole in iCarly? Are you kidding me? Canceled. Are you kidding? A, a cable network television show with this budget having a plot hole i will not stand for it everybody get iCarly off the air they will never air another rerun god i can't even finish this episode i'm so upset about this pissed i'm disappointed i'm disappointed 
That's what I am. Back at the Shea apartment. Carly and Sam obviously are freaking the fuck out because Freddie told them that he quit iCarly through an email, which, okay. <laughs> it's like a text breakup. Literally, Sam breaks into Freddie's apartment. Sam drags his ass out into the Shea apartment. Freddie declares, that was assault. Take it, bitch. You deserve <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm victim blaming. Little punk ass. The girls ask why he quit the show and he says that it's because Sam's abusing him. And Carly's <laughs> like, listen, I know you're into it. Like, what's the real <laughs> reason here? I know you guys have a little side gig. Come on. She's your dominatrix. Tell me what the real tea is here. So he finally fesses up that it was Val's request for him to quit. Sam and Carly are both really hurt. And Freddie is like, listen, she's my girlfriend. What am I supposed to do? And Carly's like, you know what? You're right. You you should help out your girlfriend. And Freddie explains that he wasn't going to leave them, you know, all high and dry and without any help. So he got them a new tech producer. One, when the girls were banging on the door, like trying to get Freddie to come out before Sam dragged him. Freddie does like a, a girly, like high pitched voice to try to divert the girls. And honestly, this was a better voice disguise than Sam's <laughs> FBM attempt in the last episode. Like, <laughs> okay, FBM just sounds like a fucking bowel movement. That's the first place my brain went. No, the Federal Bureau, Bureau of, of Milk. Milk, Agent Mick muffin like she was not trying at all and freddie has given his all like he is ready to go with this like voice actor like new persona when sam throws freddie out of his apartment he crawls into carly's apartment like he looks like a little rat just fucking scurrying away like, like the little <laughs> sub bitch he is fuck yeah he was like <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, master. I'll get inside. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, mistress. I, I, I'll be good. I, I swear. I won't do it again. Please, I'll come please, out willingly please, next time. Please, please, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Just kidding. Please hurt me. <laughs> Lastly, why would Carly agree to Freddie leaving? Why would she I don't agree? know. Like, does she really think that he is that easily replaceable? Like, this man is a no. genius and has invented so much. MIT has him on speed dial. Yes, no, we, like, we want he's you. The dean. He's the dean of MIT. He's the dean of MIT. He owns the whole place. He does. Like, what? I think that this is, like, one of those, like, sign of the times of the culture of the mid-2000s where it's like, we were really drilled to believe that you should always put your significant other over everything. Yeah. And then that whole, like, counterculture of, like, friendship is really something that only emerged in, like, early mm -hmm. teens after 2010. Nathan is truly acting his little heart out, and as this argument climaxes, he like very seriously and very cuttingly says she's my girlfriend what am I supposed to do and like it's like honestly like a very serious great acting yeah. moment from him like he sounds grounded serious like you can tell that like this is a really big predicament for him and if I've ever I can't remember if I did but if I've ever taken uh, an Emmy away from Nathan Kress I'm giving it back because <laughs> this was a phenomenal performance for those of you who don't know I am in charge of the Emmys I can yes, give them is. and take them back at will um, I do it quite frequently, really. So Nathan Krez, he has an Emmy for just this line. Not the episode, just this line. Just the line. Her agreeing to have him leave directly after he very seriously, like, she's my girlfriend. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. There's no way I can choose my friends that I've known for years and I've built a show with over this girl I literally met a week ago. Because yeah. obviously significant others are 
inherently a stronger bond than friends. I feel like this is just like a huge sign of the times. Yeah, I mean, that's like a really good point. I feel like the other thing too is that there's so many people who genuinely have just been like putting him down, not only just this episode, but like in the season so far too, where he literally feels inadequate and that he's not going to get another girlfriend. So why would he risk losing this one? You know, like why would he not do everything that he can to keep her? And it really seems like he wasn't that excited to go out with her to begin with. Oh no. Like he was sort of like forced into it. And even like in this argument, he's like, you guys were the ones who made me right. go out with her. Right. And now we're dating. Like, yeah. as if and he, now what? he has no agency, like, in this string of events. Right. It's like, it just happened, and now it keeps happening, and I have no control over anything. And now he can't get out of it. Even with this sort of hot take that I just created about the culture of the early 2000s, I still think it's crazy that Carly, like, sort of relinquished yes. her simp that easily. Because I will say it, losing a simp hurts. It does. But it's more than just a simp, though. It's like, yeah, okay, he's, like, simping for her and everything. But, like, he straight up does so much for their web show. And you guys are talking about how much you love this web show and how many viewers you guys are getting and this and that and whatever. And you're just going to let the guy who does all of that shit for you go and hope for the best idiot business she is not a girl boss that is not a proper a proper business plan on her end back at the iCarly set with the new tech producer Jeremy the girls not happy he's sneezing all over the place and he's sneezing so hard that he's like fucking up the shot (laughs) with his convulsions they introduce Jeremy to the crowd and Jeremy goes to do a classic Freddy move where he turns the camera towards him and then he just sneezes wet and nasty all over the lens he looks at the camera and goes I got some spittle on the lens who the fuck says spittle this is a crime illegal arrest says that what is that? Nine Why? one one. We got him. We got him right here. The girls introduce a new segment, which simply involves animals dressed up as different animals. And they bring out a wiener dog dressed as a pig. And they're like, thank you, Megan. Who the fuck is Megan? I don't know. If it, I thought it was like Rachel or something. It's whoever their like neighbor is. Something I like dead ass just made up a white girl name and was hoping that you wouldn't notice. But she, I noticed. she noticed, folks. I noticed. So they thank some friend that we've never heard of for letting them use their dog. And um, and then we never hear about them again. So I think that's really fun and sexy and cool. Just like a a one-off. Spencer is the one who made the little pig stuff. So cute. He's made, He's helping his his younger sister his with her sister. web show. But so this little wiener dog comes out dressed up as a pig. Adorable. Genuinely the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I have seen my own baby photos. So that's saying a lot. <laughs> Finally, some good content on iCarly. <laughs> I have been waiting eight episodes for this. And this is the good content I have been waiting for. Like all the other web shows that they have done, not good. But this right here, yes. give them the Emmy, the Emmy back. I would watch this. I would, I would, I would this. turn on my computer and be like, yes, I'm observing this with my eyes. Jeremy like nervously looks at the dog and it's like, huh, I'm, I'm allergic to pigs. And the girls are like, it's not a pig. It's a dog dressed up as a pig. And then Jeremy just starts sneezing uncontrollably 
And Sam and Carly just wrap up iCarly because they're so annoyed. As they should be. His his sneezes, like, listen, first of all, oh my lord. Take that, take that poor child to the damn ER. Does he have an autoimmune disease? Why is he sneezing all the time? Oh, why? Why is this? This is scary. Oh, yes. I'm terrified. He has been sneezing since first grade, apparently, according to Sam. This like, is Mrs. a chronic Benson illness. Like, Mrs. thinks Freddie is sick? This kid is sick. Get them in a room together because she she will <laughs> leave Freddie alone for the rest of his life. Just give give her Jeremy. Jeremy's sneezes are so loud and so obnoxious, and he's spittling all over the fucking camera. Spittle. <laughs> that's like a baby. That's a baby spittle. Yeah. Why would you say that? Why? That's just so obnoxious. So I I don't blame them for being pissed. No offense to this actor who we have never been in communication with, and never. we are not planning. I'm having on the podcast next week. Um, I don't know who this man is, but no offense <laughs> to him, but I actually detest the way they sneeze sound. They are so wet yes. and so moist and spray so much. And I fundamentally believe that sneezing in public is an act of violence. And if I have to <laughs> sneeze in public, I will stifle it because it's disrespectful to make other people inhale your snot droplets. And I believe this before COVID and I especially believe it after COVID. Period. If you have to sneeze in public, keep that shit to yourself. Stifle it. It's not that hard to stifle a sneeze. I don't really give a fuck if you're like, eh, it's hard. Stop spreading germs. Even if you sneeze into your elbow, those germs are going places, people. Um, okay. <laughs> I agree. I I just wanted to say that, um. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be normal. Make a normal comment. Uh, I just wanted to say that I feel like this is just them not really being creative. Like, we get that he's sick. We get that that's the joke. Mm -hmm. It it is annoying because it's, like, overly done. When he has the lines and stuff, like, that line about him being allergic to pigs and it's not actually a pig, that's fucking funny. It doesn't have to be, like, the ten minutes that he's on screen for nine minutes of it sneezing. It's just (laughs) annoying. (laughs) Yeah. It's it bugs me to hear. <laughs> Sam's at her locker at school and Val approaches her and is like, I watched iCarly the other night. Yikes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you actually yanking my chain right now? <laughs> the guts that she has. Is Sam not the most likely one in the iCarly universe to commit homicide? Yes. Sam is very well known to beat this shit out of anyone and everyone we started the whole series with her beating the shit out of a random fucking kid and miss valerie is gonna come up to her and say that killer line bold bold how how the hell did sam not just start beating wholesale ass at this moment she's done it for a lot less she has done it for a lot less she's done it for a look a look val then starts trying to poach sam by saying i carly is gonna crash and burn without freddie and after all the show's called i carly if you joined my show it would be called val and sam Maybe even Sam and Val. And Val reveals that she wants to knock Carly Shay off the internet. That was my plan all along. Part of, like, the proposition that Val has, too, is that, um, like, in a few years, their web show, Val and Sam, or Sam and Val, will be, like, the top show on the internet. And it's like, why is this an enticing 
thing for Sam anyway when iCarly became so famous in what we're on eight episodes right now. <laughs> like it did not take her a few years to be one of the top web shows. So like in a few years, we're going to college, bitch. What are you talking about? We're right. Gone. Like no now. Now. She needs that income now, girl. She needs those sponsors now. <laughs> At the end, Sam tells Valerie, you've got a devious little brain. I like that. And then Val goes, I thought you might. Gay, 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 gay. Home of sexual. I think maybe Sam didn't want to beat the shit out of her because she's got like a little crust and she's like, ooh, she's got a she's got a devious mind like I do. I'm into that. Um You know, you said things with your mouth. Wow. That's really how you feel. I think that they just, like, couldn't have her kick her ass for the function of the plot. They didn't want to have a cat fight. Can you just let me have my gay fantasy for a minute, it, okay? No, they're they're gay. They're gay. I just don't think that's the reason she didn't beat her ass. I think, I think it's out of character that Sam didn't beat her ass. And if anything, that would sort of, like, turn her on. True. Well, maybe she wanted Valerie to beat her ass. Like, maybe she's, like, a dom. Maybe she's a switch. She or, said, I'm a verse. she's, like, yes. Or or she's, like, a top for men, but then, like, a bottom for women, you know? <laughs> she was like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I right. believe that. Queer. You've got a devious little brain. <laughs> I like that. Like, you cannot tell me that that's not gay. Yeah, and that's Val gay. is like, I, I thought, thought you, you would. Might. Like, I thought that gay. was gay, too, but I didn't, I didn't really, I was like, I was like, why would she use that as a reason to not beat her up? Because then that would be, like, admitting like admitting that she was thinking about it instead of just right. like trying to block it out of her mind. But I guess we don't know what goes on in Sam's mind. She's a wild card. She is. Before they part ways, Valerie's like, oh, and Sam, don't tell Carly. Cut to Sam immediately telling Carly. And Carly's like, what? She's a, uh, uh. And Sam's like, say it. And say it out loud. it was skunk bag but it is a skunk bag ripoff yes that is literally i was like why does skunk bag sound so familiar like this is definitely a curse word and then i was like skank bag yep also sam's a good friend because she like immediately told carly like did not mm-hmm. anything i kind of didn't expect it sam not toxic question mark yeah question mark table that for a further discussion but <laughs> <laughs> carly says that uh she didn't want to say skunk bag because spencer says it isn't ladylike and i hate this it's such misogyny like i don't i don't understand why cursing is such a big deal in general especially why can men say curse words and and things like this but then women can't and they have to they have to like keep their vocabulary clean what the hell let a bitch curse all women are mothers all women need to be prim and proper they can't curse they can't get angry no they're not allowed to show any emotion they can't have sexual desire nope they're just they're just moms that's just all moms yep our moms girls all girls moms all girls are moms and all moms are girls even me i'm a mother no drama i just hate that i hate people always say that to me too and they're like that's not very ladylike of you i'm like shut the fuck up who gives a shit what the fuck does that even mean maybe i'm not trying to be ladylike maybe i don't care about being a lady 
or if I did, what the who, hell does lady like even mean? I don't know. I've never understood it. I fucking hate that shit. Yes. The girls run out into the hallway and start telling Freddie what Valerie did. And of course, he's just defending his girlfriend. Why? Who knows? Carly is like, she's just using you. <laughs> and Freddie's like, I enjoy being used. Oh, we know, Freddie. We know. We are aware. We're aware. Our brains, we processed it. Yeah. We saw it. Spencer comes out on the phone arguing with a girl sprout, which is meant to be a girl scout, <laughs> because she's trying to sell him some cookies. And this is like a foil for like all the kids arguing over something serious. Yes. And Spencer just on the phone like, I don't want any cookies. <laughs> it's so funny because he's getting so mad at these little girls. Like I'm imagining like a little 10 year old on the phone with him being like, wait, so you don't want any cookies? And he's like, I fucking told you I don't want any cookies, bitch. But then the kid's like, oh, okay, you don't need any cookies. I guess I won't offer you 50% off on the Thin Mints. And then he's like, wait, Thin Mints? 50%? Okay, 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 tell me more about it. All right, I'm interested now. Poor telemarketing child. Literally. Freddie's like, you guys are lying. And Sam's like, I don't lie. And Carly's like, yeah, <laughs> Sam might be obnoxious and irresponsible, but she doesn't lie. And Sam looks at her like, huh? And then Carly just goes, oh, you know I love you. Toxic friendship check. Freddie resolves to ask valerie himself the girls are like she's not gonna tell you the truth and he's like well i guess then she'll lie to me eh, i like being lied to eh. <laughs> kinky i carly is starting freddie is sharding no, <laughs> freddie freddie is not there who's there holding the camera germ jeremy jeremy shows up with nose plugs in his nose and he's like, these are supposed to help my sneezing issues. Mm -hmm. And then he just instantly starts sneezing uncontrollably. And then he just abruptly is like, I need to go home and runs out. And the girls are like, uh, what do we do? The reason he needs to go home and runs out is because Sam is about to fucking murder him. Because when he sneezes, one of the nose plugs goes onto Sam's face. Of course, lands perfectly on her cheek. Ooh, I would have murdered this kid if this happened to me. You look at Sam's face and and she is so pissed and Carly's face is she is genuinely terrified for Jeremy's life Sam starts to like go run after him and Carly holds her back and that's why Jeremy is like uh I gotta get the fuck out of here because I'm about to get killed I don't blame her like that that is disgusting I this 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 kid would be dead his dead. mom would be mourning him funeral in the earth no breathing a nose plug on my face Get the fuck out. Well, we don't even know what he has. Maybe he has something that's like deathly contagious. And now Sam is exposed to it. What if he has COVID? And now Sam has COVID. Jeremy started COVID. He did. Disgusting. Disgusting. The elevator bings and Freddy comes out. And the laugh track starts Woo! wooing. Woo! Nothing happens. Woo! Our creepy ball cell king is back to his besties and lover. Woo! He comes in and admits that he asked Val, who confessed to everything, and then went as far to ask him to try to convince Sam to do the web show with her. And he's like, she is a skunk sack. <laughs> and Sam's like, bag. He can't even get this shit right. <laughs> skunk sack. sack. I think that's the thing that they spray with. Well, why sack? Like a Because ball balls. Sack. Yeah. It's always about the balls here. Always balls. Sam instantly is like, well, 
let's start doing a great web show. <laughs> and Freddie's like, this doesn't mean that I'm coming back. Wait, also, when is Sam excited to start iCarly? Ever? <laughs> when it relieves the tension in the room that she doesn't know how to deal with. When she's got her man back. She's like, hell yeah, gang's all back together. Got my little sub. We're gonna fuck after this. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Freddie's like, Valerie wasn't wrong when she said that you guys treat me like I'm not important to the show. And I like how he just says, you guys treat me like I'm not important to the show. And Carly's instantly like, I don't. And he's like, yeah, you don't, but she does. And it's like, okay, just just point out who you wanted to point right. out from the beginning, my friend. But also, I mean, Carly kind of doesn't appreciate him. Like, she literally just let him go. She's like, we could vibe without you. Right. She's like, we could do this without you. I mean, like, does she does she bully him? No. But does she appreciate what he does for the show? Why won't you love my son? <laughs> Why won't you appreciate my son? <sighs> That's a whole other thing. I was really surprised because Sam like earnestly apologizes and she really seems to mean it. And then they hug, but because she really can't sit in her emotions for too long, she gives him a wedgie and Freddie breaks away and is like, she gave me a wedgie? And Sam goes, no charge, (laughs) which I I loved. King, queen, she's serving it out. She said, I know you want this. I know you don't want this mushy ass shit. Here's a little wedgie to remind you what we got going on, baby. Glad to have you back. For the free 99. No charge. And Freddie's smile while she does this. He is into it. He's into He's like, it. This is erotic. During the hug, during the wedgie. He's like, she gave me a wedgie? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> he was like i love ass play this is great after this whole little wedgie thing freddie straight up just picks up the camera and goes right to filming iCarly. i love how he's literally saying how he doesn't get appreciated all this stuff like on the verge of tears and then sam apologizes and he's like okay yeah back to back to filming iCarly." that's all he wanted he just wanted a little effort yeah i was like does the wedgie not invalidate the apology no apparently not apparently it like solidified it for him it like reinforced it yeah, he was, like, he was yeah. like yeah between them cheeks that means i'm filming the show again we tied <laughs> up in there let's get this bitch going back in the shea apartment spencer comes home and is like i carly was dope and they're like oh my god you watched <laughs> and he's like yeah me and Sako love it and sam's like who the fuck is Sako?" and spencer's like He's the guy who sells me all my cool socks. And he pulls up his socks and he does have a sick ass pair of socks on that light up and shit. This is another Spencer sock check. This is our second Spencer sock check of the series so far. I also think it's like really funny that they were like, oh, his name is Socko. Oh, he sells him the socks. Ha 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 ha. Yep. They always like ask spencer they're like oh you watch the show and it's like is it not established that like he kind of watches like uh, maybe he doesn't watch every single night that they do it but like i feel like he watches so why are they all so shocked at this point (laughs) he's clearly supporting you guys he's been very supportive he let you guys turn the entire upstairs into your studio i think he supports you guys so they all get curious about val's show and freddie's like i think it's on right now and they turn it on and i think this is hilarious her show involves her about to show some vacation photos on a screen behind her yeah and as she's trying to figure out how to display the images <laughs> for her loyal viewers the tv just falls on yep. her head and she like dies and falls to the ground yep and then she like 
crawls back up grabbing like some macrame hanging shit they're like beads they're like bead hang like curtains yeah Yeah. and then she just looks around and is like i don't know what to do (laughs) and freddie's like i do and then shuts off the computer which is the most savage freddie moment i think we have ever seen I agree. The TV makes like a bonk. This poor girl, like I would K-word myself. I would go off the grid. I would never be seen ever again if this happened to me. Delete social media, transfer schools. Yes. Incognito. New social security number. Like, like I would not, I would not be that person anymore at all. Carly also had some fun behind the scenes about just how embarrassing this moment truly was. Yes. Carly fact. You've seen the episode. They're watching Valerie's train wreck of a web show. Yep. Um, from Carly's like living room kitchen little <laughs> counter. And they're eating out of a watermelon with a melon baller. <laughs> yes. We were disturbed by this. <laughs> it, I still think about it. Like, obviously, I still remember it. But <laughs> PTSD with the episode is this specific scene. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love it. But I, they basically, I don't remember what crop they needed, but they essentially called in, like, props. And mm-hmm. um, so it was in between takes. And some guy came in who I thought was a props guy, right? And had kind of his hair swooped over his face a little bit and walked in and just kind of unexpectedly also like no one was, everyone's a little confused because no one actually called him in to the shot or anything. And I was watching, I wasn't in that scene. And all of a sudden he like flips his hair back and goes, Megan? To Miranda, which is her (gasps) character on Drake and Josh. (laughs) And, and you see her face light up, but I still couldn't tell what was happening. I was like, what is going on? And it's Drake Bell, and he was, like, making a joke. So he came to visit her to, like, be supportive and sweet. He basically just came by, like, to support her in her new show. Oh, my God. So he's like, Megan, like, where's Josh? Where's mom and dad? And everyone was laughing, and I was like, who is that? And then I realized, I was like, oh, my God. So that I just thought was so funny. You're like, who the hell is this? Get off the set. Where you are filming right now? (laughs) I was like, "Uh uh-oh, like, what's going to go down? Yeah. And then like, and it's Megan. <laughs> right? I was just like, wait, he's got the wrong name. Like, you know, I was like, oh, just, this is unprofessional. And it was him. And I was like, oh, that's Aww. so cool. That is and cool. so, you know, he came to surprise her and she was so happy. And the last scene I filmed, and it was like maybe 8 p.m., Josh Peck came to set also to like surprise oh Miranda, obviously. And he was there while I was filming that scene. And I remember being and he was just like he just like said hi to me very nice you know I wasn't like you know he was he was there to see Miranda and was just saying hi to everybody see Dan whoever probably some of the director's writers were the same you know from his show and so he was there visiting and I just remember being so intimidated because this was my only like (laughs) slapstick scene where like I get hit and have to climb up the wall and was like and had it all in my head that I was going to be this hilarious physical comedian right and then I see Josh Peck who at the time I was like nobody's done slapstick better you know because he was like Josh Peck was in the Three Stooges. Yeah, he was like Larry, Curly, Moe, and Josh. Like he, (laughs) he was so iconic for that, and he really was, you know, so Mm -hmm. good at the slapstick stuff in Drake. I mean, that show is 
I still, it's, it's hilarious. It's amazing. It's, it's so, so good. funny. He's so funny. And he was so good with physical comedy. And he was watching this just for a minute, you know, kind of inadvertently. It's just like, oh, what are they filming? And I remember being yeah. so intimidated and like, not embarrassed, but just like, I wanted to do so well, so badly. Right. And to this yeah. day, I watched that scene back and I'm like, that was, I'm so like, sad that I didn't do no. better no because like you look it's funny I it, laughed funny. I just felt I like had ideas to make it so much funnier and yeah I just was so like Nervous. I don't know intimidated yeah people I don't think people understand that like doing physicality theatricality like when you're on stage or on screen it moving your body feels weird it feels so weird because it's not natural you want to make yourself small especially as a little girl in hollywood right you want to make yourself small yes you're taught to not take up space it's interesting because that was i was very you even see some mannerisms throughout that episode and like i watch it back I do a lot of things where my arm, my shoulders are shrugged, my arms are Uh here. Well, it's Uh when you have the purse too, like when you walk in with Spencer, you have like, you're like tight up like this. And even after like Spencer takes your coat too, you're like this where you're kind of like looking. So you picked up on it. It was, I was very like, and I like to think that maybe people just thought of it as a character choice, but that wasn't what it was. It was really, I was not wanting to take up a lot of space because actually the character wow. should have been very comfortable taking up space. She should have taken up all the space. <laughs> like, I'm here, your show's going down, <laughs> right? I'm yeah. that bitch. I'm yeah. about to steal your man. I was quite literally like one of the OG that bitches from Nickel. Like, yes. I mean, it was yes. very much... The blueprint. The it was... Blueprint. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was... I... I just, yeah, I look back and I, I was so, even in the opening scene where I'm on the little screen. Um, you have the pillow, I've got too. the pillow. You're like holding. Yep. Yeah. And I know they did give me that pillow to hold as a prop, but I it, that was just like, so it wouldn't look a weird, comfort. like hunched over. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and so, because it's like awkward if a kid's sitting there hunched, so they wanted yeah. some sort of prop. Um, but yeah, I just remember being very small. Mm-hmm. And so when this like physical scene came about, I had grand ideas about like how it was going to be just yeah. phenomenal and over the top. And then Josh Pack was watching and I was like, oh, like, and I froze up. <laughs> and I remember thinking back, like that could have been so much better, but I only, I think I only had two takes because they were a little worried oh, about wow. that TV. Oh, like oh. hurting you? Did it actually hit you? Oh yeah. So oh basically, <laughs> they took a real TV she frame. She risked her life. <laughs> I almost died for iCarly. 100%. It's called method acting. Yes. <laughs> Listen, my craft oh my was God. important. She's drafting a lawsuit now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that I can. <laughs> and she's I, uh, prosecuting it as well. Yep. <laughs> basically, I uh, they cut out, um, they had the frame of like a flat screen and they obviously cut it out. They must have popped it off. And then they took, you know, kind of like a thick styrofoam. It was a little bit weighted. They had to weight it in the back because the first time in... I guess it was a rehearsal or it was just the first take, but I think it was a rehearsal. Yeah. They, it, the way it fell, you could tell there was no weight to it. And it was yeah. like, it was just too yeah. light. It was styrofoam. It floated a little bit. You could right. just tell it didn't uh-huh. look natural. Um, so they, I mean, what they had is they had these two fishing lines on either side and they had one person on each side to pull it at the right time. So it would, you know, come off properly. So, 
Um, and it was from the top so that it would, you know, come off correctly um, and mm-hmm. really look like it was coming off the hinges. And I just remember they, they had to wait it a little bit more and then a little bit more until they could make it look uh, like it yeah. was really a TV. <laughs> and it didn't yeah. hurt. Like, it, it definitely didn't hurt, but it was like, I mean, it hurt a it little. It was something. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't like, nothing. Like, you didn't get a concussion, but it wasn't no. I didn't like, taste metal, but I did get yeah. hit in the head, you know? Like, and like bracing for impact is, like, nerve-wracking. Even if you know it's not going to be that bad, it's like, yeah. ones are coming. Right. And that was another thing. I just felt like, oh, this is something I would have to work at for acting, right? Because I right. definitely, I think, when you watch it back, it's readable that I, I knew it was coming. Like, I look at my face and I I'm think like, it looked great. That's one of those things that because you knew that it was coming, yeah. and like, you know what it was, where it's like, okay. And, like, I noticed, like, the taking up space, but it's more like I didn't put that to it until you're explaining it. Like, I right. noticed it, but I wasn't, like, thinking anything more of it. Like, I just noticed you were, like, going like this. But I just kind of thought it was a character. Like, oh, you're being a little, like, prissy. prissy. Like, you're holding, yeah, yeah, like, you're holding your purse up, you know, whatever. But as soon as you yeah. give the context to it, it's like, oh, that makes sense. And I right. understand why I was reading it that way. Okay, I like that take. That makes me feel better. Because when I watch it back, I think, like, I think yeah. you can tell. Because we, <laughs> yeah, no, we do not let these kids get away with shit. <laughs> we scrutinize them. We've taken awards away from them. All of We've them. been like, that was bad. They shouldn't be an actor anymore. We're harsh. No. But you, I, I honestly, and I'm not just saying that because you are here. I honestly think you did such an amazing job. You are yeah, such like a you. natural savage. Yeah. And it's like so it's like a character you love to hate. I love like, playing oh! it. Yes. She's so it's cool, fun. but oh, she sucks. I know. She's the worst. She sucks. <laughs> I dare to do it. that to my favorite. I hate her, but I love her. Yeah. I loved playing it. I just want to say another huge thank you to Carly for coming on the show and giving some juicy seeping wet behind the scenes footage we love it because you know we wish we were office ladies we wish we knew the tea <laughs> but the fact is we don't we don't so we will try to get as many actors as we can on the show to yes. give us the, the the bts that y'all are craving we have a few things in the works for the future so we will let you guys know what is going on with that <laughs> Our devious minds are at work. If you guys want to see any other actors, tag us in their stuff or tag them in our stuff. We do want to interview as many people from iCarly as we can. So seriously, just tag us and we'll we'll try to reach out and get that done for mm-hmm. you guys. We're your humble iCarly servants. Yes. Let's go into our favorite post credit scene. Oh, no. <laughs> so the girls are yelling and begging their viewers to send in pictures of a crazy sandwich, saying that if their sandwich is crazy enough, they'll feature it on iCarly again without paying them for the free content. Us with our interviews. <laughs> but if they if they want to win the most insane sandwich ever, which they, they – what? There's no prize for it or anything, just some arbitrary title. Us with Pod Babe of the Week. <laughs> Stop. You're exposing us. <laughs> you're exposing our business model. <laughs> it's just iCarly, the iCarly business model. Yeah. So they say to send them in pictures if they want to win the most insane sandwich ever. And then Sam screams, we want your sandwich pics, which is... <laughs> So fucking aggressive. And then Carly ends off the scene saying, and now we'll make weird noises. And the two of them go, meh, meh. Okay, Amanda show. Like, rip <laughs> off. 
<laughs> Dan Schneider said, I'll do it once and I'll do it again. With literally everything. <laughs> so He was like, this worked once. It'll work a second time. Yeah. And a third time. And a fourth time. I see you, the Amanda show. Like, we're on to you, Carly and Sam. We're looking. Eyes peeled. Fucked up that you're stealing it. So. That's, like, messed up, you guys. It is I can't believe you to that. It's not like anybody can repeat anything because every single thought that we've ever had ever is totally original. Yeah, we're, like, the first people to ever do a rewatch podcast. Yeah. Like, that's pretty insane. Like, we should get, like, a Nobel Peace Prize or something because we're that's bringing, like, peace to the universe. Yeah. You guys, someone contact Einstein because I think we should get that going. <laughs> that is the episode, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. A huge thank you to Carly. Yes. And I'm not going to say – I'm not going to say anticipate Nathan Pearson next week because – I can neither confirm nor deny that that's happening, but wink, wink. Here's a pod babe of the week. (laughs) All right, guys. Our pod babe of the week this week is Caitlin Smith. Her Instagram handle is Caitlin with a K, K K-A-I-T-L-Y-N-S, one, two, eight. Woo! One, two, eight represent. (laughs) Caitlin is our pod babe of the week because she sent us a picture of Miranda Cosgrove photoshopped as Jesus Christ. We love that. We love that. Obsessed. That is our whole vibe here at the podcast. So thank you, Miss Caitlin. That was amazing. She said she was looking for some Miranda Cosgrove Michael Jackson memes and that came up. And honestly, I appreciate that. (laughs) She also commented on our latest post to asking some questions for Carly. We just love when you guys interact with us and send us funny things. So this one's for you, Caitlin Smith. Thank you for being such a great fan. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm happy that you're sticking along with us and enjoying it. Yes, we love it. Don't forget to tune in next week when we rewatch I Want a World Record. And don't we all? I have a world record. What's your world record? Nicest boobs, definitively. Period. Guinness told me himself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to head to iRewatchbyCarly.com to check out cool behind the scenes, like what we're drinking, how much we're drinking, our notes, and cool behind the scenes footage. Also, follow us on social media at iRewatchbyCarly on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at Tequila Thought, on Instagram at Cersei.mp3, and on TikTok at Fuckass, F-U-K-K-A-Z-Z. And I'm Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins, and on TikTok at The Real Catalie, spelled C-A-T-A-L-I-E. Disclaimer, all views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy, which includes but is not limited to satire, parody, and critique, and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed.